everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. Recorded live. Oh, shut up. Oh, Hi, you guys. I'm you, Derek is having that detective on his program, the, general, the former security officer that was a former perp and um, is now come to our side. And so I, Derek called me this morning to let me know, and I told him I'd just direct us all over there because I think we all probably want to hear this guy. But I've unmuted you. How do you guys feel about it? Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. Do you have Derek's number? Let me. I just want to make sure I've got the right one here. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, Linda. Oh. I don't because they killed my phone. That's okay. I'm going to give it to you in one second. Okay. Good. Um, I have to get something to write with. Okay. (laughs) They're messing with this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Crazy stuff, huh? Oh, God. Yes. Yes. I can't even seem to get this. I'm putting it in. Okay. I'm putting it in the page and the thing, but now I'm going to tell you. I will tell you. Do you have something to write it with? Um, it's <laughs> like everything's falling apart. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to wait? I'll wait. <laughs> I want to make sure. I sure hope I've got the right. Yeah, I do. I'm sure. Okay, I'm good. All right. Two, four. What is that? I hope. Okay, I'm going to go over to the read. I'm going to go over to. I'll blame it on Ella. <laughs> I'm going to go to her list and and see. Okay, it's um, area code three one nine five two seven. Two seven zero one 
call ID is 246671. Okay, thank you, Linda. Okay, my friend, I'll see you over there. Right, I'm going to keep this open for about a half an hour. Okay, bye-bye. See you bye. there. Okay. Southeast Missouri, did you want to go there too? Hello? Hello? Oh, sure. Uh, I missed the beginning though. Um, I just heard you talking about going somewhere. Oh, <laughs> we're all going to pick up and leave. Uh, finally, no, it's it's Derek's call, and um, he's got that detective, the, the new gentleman that's sort of surfaced about, he used to be a um, safety expert safety provider i'm a little mm-hmm. confused about all this mm-hmm. but um he's been okay. he's around now okay <laughs> okay okay and this is this is jerry do you have derek's number i got the number you just gave yeah yeah that's it and then the code um two four six six seven one okay yeah that's i got it, it. It's, thank you it's ella's list it's not my fault <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's an accurate list, okay? Okay. Okay. Very cool. Then I'll see you over there, huh? Okay? Do we go now okay. or wait a while? You can go. Well, you can do it. It's, it's already started over there. You might want to. I'm not sure what okay. the introduction is going to be. I just told Derek I'd stay, stay here and tell people what call was moving right now instead of mine. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Okay. Bye-bye. Sure. Okay. Hi, Vermont. Uh, Have you heard about what's going on? Derek's having that uh, detector, that gentleman, that security specialist, um, live on his show. We've heard the guy's recording, but he's going to have him live and in person to talk to us. We can ask him questions and all of that, and that's where this call is going to be going. I'm going to shut the call down shortly. I just want to be here to make sure that I could divert people. Okay. What's the, what's the number over there? The phone number is 319-527-2701. And the call ID is 248671. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Okay, hon. Have fun. Hi, Massachusetts. Hi, West Massachusetts. How are you doing? Hi, Lynn. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. But this call, who's this? This is, is this Anne. Yeah. I thought it was Anne. Um, you sound a little different. Yeah, my nose is why. all stuffy, but it would be helpful if I did identify myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, I, you know, I, no, you're right. You don't sound the same. <laughs> anyway, my dear, um, that detective that everybody's talking about, you know, or a uh-huh. security guy. Okay. Um, Derek has him live and in person tonight on his uh, call. And so I'm here just sort of redirecting people to go over there. Okay. Well, you have a restful night. You too. And you got Derek's number? I do. I do. Good. Bless your heart. I I'm knew you would. Forward- I'm looking for your next Friday, towards your next Friday show, because I think you're having Mike and somebody else on. Well, that's actually in two Friday. That's actually the second Friday in, or the first Friday in September, um, oh. because he won't be 
Matthew, it's Matthew Aaron that he's a PhD and has degrees coming out his ears in exactly what we're dealing with. That's why I love him so much. He's so down to earth, and he's so educated in this field. So that's going to be a well, fun call because they yeah, like it each will other. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Linda, take Thank care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye bye. Hi, Southeast Missouri. Can you hear me? I sure can. Can I help oh, hey, you? Linda, it's Debbie from Missouri. Um, oh, hi, Debbie. Yeah. Yeah, I, ca- I called, and I don't know if I wrote it down wrong or if you okay. thought the six looked like an eight, but okay, I, I got the old number now. So it I had down six four six six seven one. It's two four eight six seven one. Okay, that's what I did wrong. Okay. I got okay. It. Did you understand you? Because I didn't. <laughs> as long as you know what you're doing. Okay. No, no. Okay. So thank okay. you. Okay. Bye-bye. See you over there. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Is this Amy? In Oregon? Hello, Amy? Okay. Well, don't beat yourself on I want to tell you something. This, we're, we're, yeah. I think yeah. there may be background noise here. I think you hear the background noise. No, that's okay. I, mean, um, um, I know Tamashu. That's why I'm here directing people over to his call. Okay, who's, who's, I'm who's telling call? people. Derek is having that, that gentleman, um, Brian oh, Profan. Really? Oh, yeah, live oh. and in person. Oh, live and in person. Thank so we all, all need, all right. we all need to go there. I'll see you over Excellent. there. All right. all right, thank you. Oh, boy. Thank you. Thank you for Yeah, okay. Did you hear that Cleveland? <laughs> People keep Hi Florida. We're all going over to Derek's call. He's got that Brian guy live and in person talking to us. Which Florida is this um is it I don't know which Florida this is. Is this Beth or Ann? Yeah. Adrian, Adrian. Adrian, that's my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. All right. <laughs> How could I not put you? <laughs> I three. love you. I have to tell you. What? I just want. I just want to tell you quickly that little pug with yeah. the big. Oh my God! <laughs> it's like. How can that not just raise your vibrations just up to so happy? <laughs> what a little cutie pie. Um. Yeah. Very cute, and thank you. Uh, that that gentleman, Brian Crofan, uh-huh. the security guy, he's he's live and in person on Derek's show. Well, that's what night tonight, right now. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's why I'm that's why I'm here, um, just kind of pointing people towards his 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 call. Do you know what his call number is? Um, let me look here. Yeah, you sound like me. Let me look at this. <laughs> I have papers that I've got some here. Of, some of them I know, but some of them, yeah, let I me know. see. It is 319-527-2701. That's that it. All right. Call ID 248-671. Okay. All right. I'm going to okay. listen to them. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And talk to see you over there. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Cleveland, come on. Oh, you're going too, Kate. Bye. 
of uh, Olivia and guest aid. This call will be shutting down shortly. We're all going over to Derek's call. I wanted to open this call to let you know because I didn't want people just hanging out, not knowing where to go, not knowing what to do. Okay. So while you're all here, I'm going to go... All right. Yeah, but you might want to go over to Derek's call because he is in the process of interviewing that guy. I'm going to shut down shortly, too. We're all going to go over to Derek's call. I wish I could leave that as a permanent message here. Come on, Daisy, come on. But I can't. You take my puppies outside, too. Okay. <sighs> Hi, Illinois. Um, I, let me let me open up your phone line and let you know that everybody's over at Derek's call because he's interviewing that gentleman, Brian Cropham, um, who is that security gentleman. So we're okay. here. Thank okay. you for that information because I sure. didn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you have his number? Do you have everything? I have, I have your heart. Thank you. Okay, and. Okay, see you later. See you over there. Uh, all right, then. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, all right. Hi, Tumi28. How are you doing? Timmy, 28, um, everybody's over at Derek's call. He's, he's interviewing, hey, you, he's, he's interviewing that Brian Crowland guy, that security person. Um, he's interviewing him live and in person. So, okay, we're all going to be headed that way shortly. Nice to see you again, Timmy. Hello, Florida. Is that you again, Adrian? No. Hi, Florida. We're all going over to Derek's call. He's got that gentleman, the, um, the security gentleman that we've been hearing the recording of. He's got him okay. live and in person, okay, talking. Is this Beth? Yeah, yeah. hi, Linda. Hi. Hi, Beth. I'm okay. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. How are you? Thanks for calling the other day. It was a good – sure, okay. Let me put it in the chat room. Um, it, was, um, it was good for me, too. Thank you. I needed, Thank you. I needed to talk. Yesterday, it was. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Okay. Going to Derek's call right now. Yeah, we're all going to go soon. I'm going to keep here redirecting, but um. Uh oh, uh oh, just a minute, you guys. Just a minute. They're playing with my computer. Don't mess with me. Okay, that's the call number and the ID. Okay. Okay. Do you have it? Do you have it, Beth? 
Do you want me to give yeah, you a call? I got, I got it. I got okay. It. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. Right, talk, talk to you a little bit. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. No, it's not, Jimmy. It's not Dr. Shu. It's his own, I don't know, conference call, something or other. It's co- free conference call is what they call it. I can't even, there, you know, the problem, you can get in, you can get onto his uh, website, but I don't have that information right now. Sorry, but calling in is good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so does I think Ellen has a week. Ella has a weekend call on there, and Derek. Oh, I think Frank does too on Wednesdays. I think Frank's over there. Not a lot of people over there. Anyway, that's it, and we're all going to gravitate over there shortly. I'm still, um, I still feel responsible to be here and send people over there. Wish I could leave a um, permanent message, but I don't know how. Hi, Texas. How you doing? Uh, well, if you're not letting me unmute you, Texas, um, everybody's hey, over going. Hey, hey, hey there. Who's this? This is Tommy. I'm calling in. Who's this? This is Tommy. It's Toomey? Yeah. You don't sound like you, Toomey. Yes, this is Toomey. I'm in the chat with you. <laughs> yes? Yeah, I know. Hey. Now, did you get Mom? the number? Huh? Yeah, I did. I got the number. Okay. Okay. I thought I'd call in. I didn't want you to just keep talking while I type. <laughs> well, yes, she does. Okay. Okay, well, you know, I should just unmute all and then go cook my puppy's dinner. <laughs> maybe you could tell him. I know, Timmy. What? Maybe, maybe you could tell people <laughs> no. where to go. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I just called in to say hello. Uh, Hi. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, come on. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, all right, so, right. Okay, so that uh, question, let me try something. Yeah. Let me see if I can figure this out. Yeah. Uh, if I go to free conference call, can I find that call number on there? Uh, it's in the chat room? Yeah, I'm trying to see if... Because uh, normally, like, oh, as you just listen in via the website... I'm not sure if he's just set up like that or not. I don't know how he's really set up because I don't know anything about that call. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, that, that, I don't know those people. So I don't use how, them. Um, <laughs> how did you hear about the, uh, how did you hear about this guy being on a call tonight? Derek, Derek call. call, called me this morning to let me know he was not trying to impede on my call or, you know, pro- cause me problems. It's just that he's going to have this guy in tonight. He just wanted me to know. And um, and I said, okay. It was very nice. And I told him I would stay here and send people over for the first half hour. And that was very nice, too, (laughs) of me. 
Um, so you know, I'm just, I'm just doing. It's what I'm doing to me. <laughs> you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on. It should be pretty interesting. This is the guy that was the detective that used to be the perp and has turned himself in, so to speak. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, he's got man. Some, yeah. We 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 hope. <laughs> like, yeah, really? I don't know. But, um, no, we. I think he's pretty legitimate. We hope he's legitimate. We'll figure him out, you know. We'll yeah. figure it out. I mean, you know, it's hard to know. People are, it's hard to know yeah. anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. So much is going on. You know, Trump is even being perped, you know what I mean, with the media and how they're doing him, you know. Well, I personally... I'm on the media side, but that's okay. I think he's an idiot, yeah. but that's just me. I mean, I don't yeah. want to be too blunt. But, you know, I mean, really? I mean, are they really offensive to him, or are they just repeating what he says, or just showing uh, clips of what he's really saying? Yeah, they're just showing clips of what he's saying, or tweets, whatever. What president tweets? I'm sorry, no, I just no. don't get that. You know? Yeah. I'm, Somehow I just can't see Obama tweeting. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> I just think he's, he leaves a lot to be desired, and he's scary. I think he's scary. I think the fact that he first wanted to bomb um, North Korea, and now he's talking about bombing Venezuela. Where did Venezuela come from? What is that even about? Venezuela? I think, oh, they have a lot of problems down there, too. But they're not talking about attacking us. I don't know why he would be talking about bombing them. Exactly. What is he thinking of? No. They have a lot of... Yeah. That's not our business. You know? I mean, you know, we go into fix a country, we bomb it, destroy the buildings, and say, there you go, don't come to our country. You know, I mean, I I don't get how we're helping people. We went in, it was Iraqi freedom. Really? Um, uh, anyway, I could go on for years, but yeah. um, but I won't. You know. Okay, just mm-hmm. a minute. Hi, California. Everybody's over at Derek's call. He has that <clears throat> security gentleman on. I can't unmute. There we go. He has that security man who was a perp and is now uh, defected, so to speak. I understand. Okay. So, if you do, California, do you have Derek's number or not? Okay. Okay, Southeast Missouri. Is this? Is this? Who's this? <laughs> I'm not talking too well tonight. Hello, Southeast Missouri. Okay. Okay. Well, fine. Everybody's over at, at Derek's call now. He's interviewing that gentleman who's a security gentleman. Um, and his. Uh, was, he, huh? was he like for a security company, or was he an officer? Yeah, or? he was. He was with a security company, and okay. what, they, what I my understanding is, they they became perps, and he decided finally to defect. That's what I understand. Now I I can't guarantee it because I haven't. I, I I have trouble listening to the recording all the way through, but yeah. um, uh, so I really do need to listen to the guy. And I will in about eight minutes, but um, he—I—I um, I, I don't know quite what his story is. 
Um, mm. I just, not again. For some reason, I can't listen to him forever. But I can't listen to Barry Trower forever either. I just, some right. people I just have trouble listening to, you know? Um, yeah. Anxiety or something. I don't know what it's about. But, you know. <laughs> Southeast Missouri is not going to get any better here. I just want you to know we're all traveling over to Derek's Derek's call soon. I guess the weather must have got out pretty good because, I mean, I didn't hear about it, but I guess everybody else, a lot of people did get it, that that, that call yeah. was only going to cause but only a few people were showing up here, so they must all be a bit away. Have you been already telling people before I joined that what well, was going on? There have been a number, I'd say probably so far about, Maybe thirty people have shown they they started showing up at six, and well uh-huh. I don't know, but I think no I think you're right. Derek sent out a he he notified everybody under the sun. So, um, Southeast Mississippi and or Missouri and um, Cindy, this call every all calls I think are going over to Derek's because he's uh, interviewing that security guy that we keep hearing the. Uh, um, recording of, and he's in live, he's live and in person over there on Derek's call tonight, so we can ask him questions and whatnot. He's a security man, I understand, that they were perping, they were, he was a perp, and he's come away, he's sort of defected, so he's now um, coming, coming helping, supposed to be helping us, does that make sense? Yes, Cindy, go ahead. You're unmuted. Yes, um, what's the phone number? I'm really not a Derek person, but I'll listen. Um, Derek's phone number is... What? No, I was just asking, she in the chat? Oh, no, she's just on the phone. Um, oh. Okay, 319-527-2700. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Call ID two four eight six seven one. Now it started at six, so I don't know how far along it is. Oh, are you going to have a call though? Are you having a call? No, no that's. I'm just staying here to point people over to that direction right now. Because it's probably well, something we should listen. To. Look, look, Go ahead, Tim. Guess twelve. They logged in. Guess twelve. They logged in three times, and there was nothing. I guess. What, people are calling over there, and there's nothing. Well, that's a guest. I think that's a guest twelve saying. They were just saying guest twelve. I logged in three times. No streaming audio. Ah, Derek. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I see Is what you're saying. Is it the right number? Is it the right phone number and it's, the right? It's straight off of Ella's uh, information. This could be which, wrong. Or. Another form. Hold on, guys. Let's see if I can get this other one. What were you saying about Southeast Missouri? Hey, who's this? David. (laughs) Hey, David Bud, where have you been? Oh, my God, we've missed you. We have missed you. You're just one of my all-time favorite people. Hold on. Let me make sure we've got... um, there's a, I, I'm not sure you've heard about this guy, David. I want to explain him to you. But first, I want to give the phone number out over in Derek's call. Um, uh, Cindy, it's 641. No, never mind. Um, that's Mike's. <laughs> Just want to make sure I get the right person. Three, Eric, I'm three looking one. it up. 
Extension or call ID two four eight six seven one. Is that the same one I have in in the okay, hold on. I want to explain to David Derek's call. There we go, yes. I'm verifying because I have it somewhere, so I'm gonna look it up and see. Good. Well that was my information. That's always how I get to him. Hopefully it's correct. David. David. Um, yeah. Now, this guy that this is alive, is alive and well and over in, in – ooh, you'd be really helpful because you got an engineering because you know what you're talking about. Okay. he's um, He was with a security company. He The story is that he has defected from the security er, from a security company and being a perp. Apparently, they turned in perps. I'm not sure that, um, that I'm telling you the truth. I just am telling you what I kind of have picked up. Um, and he is defected, and now he wants to help us, is what we're being told. And I think that's cool. I hope it's yeah, true. that sounds good. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Just make sure. But you would know, because he gets into some kind he gets into some um, issues, like, like the fact that they're hacking our DNA, et cetera, which then you talk, I talked to, to uh, Matthew Aaron and he said, no, not the way he's talking about it. That's just not happening. So we need some experts to listen to this guy, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. You think you could do that? Well, uh, yeah. one of the top national security positions, uh, I, I don't have his name in front of me, but I, I watched him, like, 10-second interview. Uh, he, he stated that gene editing is a danger to national security, you know, where he could fly over, spray something, and it changes everybody's DNA, you know. So, yeah, it's definite. Uh, yeah, well, talk to Matthew. The thing is, Matt, Matt, Matt is, he's got a Ph.D. and all kinds of biology. He's got a Ph. He's got degrees in biology and, and the frequencies, and all, like, like, it's amazing. And he doesn't agree with this guy. We doesn't agree well, with that. I'm just saying, messing yeah. around with genes is dangerous, period. And apparently... Yeah, apparently yeah. our government is worried about it. So I don't. Well, yeah, I don't know. Come on, I, I don't know if that guy knows what he's talking about or not. But I know that Matthew does. Matthew's got the degrees, and that's we can, you know, I, okay. that's where my brain wants to go. Is <laughs> the guy yeah. with that is informed? Um, hey, uh, I sent yeah. you a new yeah. mix CD, and, uh, oh. and it works twice as well. Oh, bless you. You should get it Just in a couple days. Bless you. You are one of my all-time and and that letter is still sitting on my computer. In fact, I, I started writing to you in March. <laughs> and it's still sitting there. And <laughs> I promise the information, you, Linda, Linda, sorry what? to interject. Um, the information I have about Derek's call is that you press six pound six and get in, not that other number. So I don't know if that's correct. All I know is that sorry, when I. All I know is that when I dial in and I use that other number, I get in. Now, if you, I, uh, okay. sometimes, maybe you're talking about being unmuted, which is star six, oh, yeah, I think. Star. Is it? Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay, thanks. I'll, I'll be uh-huh. back if I don't really like it. Yeah. So okay. are you going to stay open? No, I'm going over to listen no. pretty soon myself. Okay, all righty. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, 
Um, um, David, okay. Are you still are you still there? Yes, yeah. you are. Um, okay. My brain just went totally dead. Oh, March letter was in March, and then I and then I then I rewrote it like a week ago. It's still there. It will get there. Actually, I'm my I'm getting a hold of my life again, David. Thank you very yeah. much. And obviously, yeah. your CD is hugely important to them, or they would not keep wrecking it, you know. And and maybe I could call you sometime, and you can direct me as to how to transfer the sound onto one of those MP3 things, because I still haven't done that, because I still don't know how. Yeah, you don't, yeah. Yeah, don't want to use MP3, but uh, a high-quality voice recorder. But, uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll explain that to you. Thank so. you. I just, I need to be walked through that day. I, I, I'm just, I've become a, sort of a little, I created sort of a little phobia um, here <laughs> with t- technology, you know? And, oh, yeah. um I guess that happens. I don't know. But anyway, yes, California? Is this Cindy again? Okay. Okay, no, that's other California. Hold on. California. I just wanted, I just came in, but I wanted to say um, if you're in California for voice recording, I think you can't have anything that has too much of an amplification or not considered, like if you're recording a conversation. Can I interject a question quick? Sure. Does anybody want to go three-way with the uh, the call? Because I don't want to pay to get in there. Anybody you willing? You have to pay? You have to pay yeah, to get in there? Yeah. It doesn't, uh, it's a, not an uh, access. It's not free. You have to pay to get in there. Yeah, I got I to gotta add like a special thing on my line. Is it your phone? Because yep. some yep, it phone is. companies... Yeah, they're not going to Yeah, I'm not going quite yet. And there are 93 people. Thank you, Timmy. <laughs> You're just a little informational, information genius here. Is uh, there a chat? Is there a chat available? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know what goes on with, with Derek's. I don't like that site, so I don't mess with it. I just go listen now and again, so I don't really know much enough to tell you about that site. Is there anybody know? that is willing to go three-way with me, like, so I can piggyback their call over there? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You want to wanna... in, the, in the chat, does anybody want, like, on this call right now, is anybody willing to go three-way well, that has access? To me, you want, you want to do a three-way? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Lord, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kidding, kind of, to, uh, to me, but do you want to, can you do a three-way with Cindy's to get into that call? Hello. Um, anyway, David, if you, if I can call you and pin down a time um, that I could talk to you about that, it would be so helpful. Now you just muted yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it would be <laughs> so Linda, helpful. If they don't want me to have their number, they can call me because uh, well, they have their numbers them. anyway. Well, not. nobody's really nobody's offering. I don't know that many people that people are here are going to bother going over there. I'm not sure, but nobody's, yeah. nobody's okay, um, putting the hat in the ring, okay? So we have, um, we, okay, well, and, and these people also, the people that are on the chat have not um, called in, so I don't know if they even have that capacity, you know? You know? Um, um, okay? 
So oh, fine. It's fine. Okay. I appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Sure. Uh, oh, by the way, I told Karen that you that you needed to talk to her, Cindy. Uh, what did she say? Because it's urgent. I haven't gotten. She hasn't gotten back to me. I, just I know that she's email. in the middle of a project or something. So it is. Um, it, it is very serious. It is so serious. And um, okay. 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 When somebody's offering, guest thirteen says, "Cindy, do you want to to call? Do you want me oh, to call guest you?" 13. Um, guest thirteen. They have to identify themselves. They have to identify with the name. I'm not going to guess. <laughs> I could guess thirteen. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because that, okay. that could be a perk. Uh, yeah. Oh, New York, come back, come back! I was just, I was just, <laughs> shoot, I was just unmuting you, dear. Sorry, did I mute? I must have muted you when I was unmuting New York. Um, yeah, they have to identify themselves because, you know, yes. guests can be yeah. anybody. Well, guest 13, yes, Derek is having a call. And um, and can can you give a name for who you are so that uh, Sydney knows who you are? I don't know. Time is it? Remember? Yes, it is happening right now on Derek's call, on Derek's usual. He is Ed. Oh, he's tied. We know him. What's his name? Well, his name Todd? is, well, no, Ed, T-I-E-D. He's he's on the calls. He's he's tied. T-I-E-D. T-I-E-D. Where is he located? What state? What state? Where you New Jersey? N-J, New Jersey. Okay, I don't mind. If you know how long have you, Ed, how long has he been on the call? Long time? Oh, I've seen him for weeks. Maybe months. He's been around for a while. Really. We don't have... I I need to... Just... Do you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me give you his number. Okay. Give you his number. Thank you, Tide. Um, That's nice of him. Yes. Very nice. Uh 917-728-8605. Okay. 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 Okay, Uh Tide. Thank you very much. Okay, so they'll call you. Okay, now we're going to go back to, oh, we've lost, oh, we, oh, ma'am. Well, we lost my buddy there. Okay, we're probably all going to go over there. All right, let's all go over to, to hi, Donna. Hey, you. Hi, Linda. Hi, Donna. Hi, hon, how are you doing? Hi, Linda. Oh, I went to the doctor today. A million miles everywhere to go. Um, yeah. Yeah, he wanted to do a thing down my nose and a biopsy and all kinds of stuff, and I'm still putting it off. Um, I'm I'm going on this medicine for my thyroid, and um, oh, what else? Um, Well, all that's pending, taking my thyroid out and all that. Really? Are you yeah, hypothyroid? You're hyperthyroid. No, I had a perfect bill of health. Uh, seven to nine months ago, my doctor told me I was healthier than anybody that had passed through there, including kids, including himself. And uh, two days later, I got shot in the neck with a weapon. And uh, about a month after that, um, a laser from across the street at 3:30 in the morning bounced back in my eyes, and I lost half my eyesight, and half of it's come back. Um, so I may have to have an operation on that, too. I don't know. Um, that's what I'm doing. I'm not even to mention all the other stuff. So 
That's what's going on. It gets real old, definitely. Yeah, well, I'm getting real old. old. Um, We're joining the group. This uh, energy going through my head every night is the thing that's really uh, concerning me a lot. Do you have Uh, a a head um, protection? Do you have any any protection from... I've tried everything. I have tried everything. Um, Did you try that net, the head net from EMF? Had, I got a almost a hundred dollar scarf, hoodie scarf from yeah. them, and it's so darn hot. I can't wear it, and I got a ball cap. I wore I I wore two hats last night, but how do you keep them on? Oh, um, yeah. Well, the head network that you can. Um, you know, I would totally yeah. understand if you can't specifically answer oh. the question, but if you have oh. some idea, that would be great. Um, would you have some idea about the numbers of TIs? that are targeted um, in, the, in the United States. Um, you say it's a nationwide program, and, uh, and I'm, I, I, you know, I, I totally understand if you really do not have a, um, you know, a guess or an estimate of how many um, people across the entire country, but I just thought maybe you might have uh, at some point, come across some numbers that will give us some idea of how many are being affected by this technology. Absolutely. Uh, it's a good question. I, I obviously do not have those exact numbers. Um, what I will do, though, is take this opportunity to distinguish um, really quickly between the larger phenomenon of TIs uh, that is usually a, in a, a person in America that's being uh, targeted by the technology and is being gang stalked by members of their community, and the specific program that I am um, whistleblowing on. The specific program I am whistleblowing on involves uh, the actual abduction of TIs from around America. They're put on a Greyhound bus and they are shipped to Seattle, where they are, are made homeless. They live in one of the homeless shelters where they are housed and experimented on with voice to skull technology and then they become, are, are uh, funneled into SIS to work as low-level security guards where they are experimented on even more. Um, so that is a specific program, and that's what I detail in my blog and my website. But because I am familiar with that program that utilizes the same tactics of gang stalking and the use of this technology against individuals, uh, my knowledge on that program applies to what all TIs are going through. It's the exact same technology, and it's the exact same uh, gang stalking tactics that are used against them. In terms of numbers, I know that there are right now at least three to four hundred individuals in downtown Seattle that have been abducted from all over the United States, brought to downtown Seattle, and are being housed in DESC, Downtown Emergency Services Center, uh, homeless shelters, and being experimented on 24-7. Uh, the numbers of SIS employees that have been experimented on, to my knowledge, is in the dozens. Uh, that's all I have direct knowledge of, though, uh, about 24 to 36. And then nationwide, uh, the estimates in terms of targeted individuals who still maintain some manner of autonomy and freedom and have not been brought to Seattle or enslaved completely by this, uh, the estimates I have heard is anywhere from 1 uh, to 2 million at the moment. We're talking full-blown TIs that get the technology and are being gang stalked 24-7. Those are the estimates that I'm familiar with. Okay. Um, 
were these estimates that you maybe heard around the job or something like that? Absolutely, yes. The, uh, this is discussed very much in the open uh, within SIS and with uh, some of the liaison contacts that I had with BESC, Amazon, and then also members of the military uh, that are in a civilian capacity. Uh, one thing you have to understand is that within the security uh, business, most of the people working there are ex-military and ex-intelligence operatives. And many of them, in fact, are still active intelligence operatives and are, have simply been reassigned to domestic duty to work with a private security company, specifically for the purposes of carrying out this highly illegal program that's being run against TIs all over um, America. So full-blown TIs, what I would call people that are getting the voice to skull, the frequency, and the organized stalking, I have heard is between 1 and 2 million, and that could be completely off. But one of the things I'm concerned about is the technology as it's being researched and developed in Seattle utilizes emotion manipulation and behavior manipulation uh, without the gang stalking and without the voice-to-skull aspects. And so this use of the technology can be done very covertly to the point where the person it's being used against will not know that this technology is being used against them. And that is one of my main concerns and one of the reasons why I want to bring more light to this technology and to this issue, because this technology could potentially be, be being used against tens to hundreds of millions of Americans every day. I've, rec- I've um, mentioned in some of my podcasts how there are field effects where they will not direct this technology at an individual, but create a general field of frequency in a geographical area so that everybody that within that geographical area is feeling the effects of the technology. It's more of a general application of the technology instead of an individual specific application of the technology. But when you consider that use of it and the fact that it is used for emotion and thoughts and behavior modification, then we could potentially be looking at many, many millions of people across the country that are under the influence of the technology uh, today, right now. Okay, was that when you say uh, in a geographical area, are you talking about um, sections of the city? Uh, Are you talking about across the country? Um, Can you give us an idea of that? Absolutely, yeah. The the area of the geographical areas that I'm familiar with are limited to the size of maybe a downtown area of a city uh, so that the frequency that's being emitted by the device um, will have an effect on a, on a geographical location, let's say downtown Seattle. And so what they can do is within this general field, they can um, broadcast a frequency that affects human beings within that frequency field and can induce a general mood of, let's say, happiness or sadness, anger, agitation, peacefulness. And in this way, they can have an overall effect in the city. And I have seen this done, and it is remarkable how effective it is because you will walk down the street of Seattle and literally see people all in a bad mood, all at the same time, and they do not know each other. And then you go over a block or two to a different office building, and you walk in, and the exact same thing's going on there. It's very... Um, it's very, very concerning. So within that band, that overall bubble or, or, or area of frequency where everybody, let's say, is in a bad mood, they can still inject uh, what would be a individual-specific frequency to the targeted individual themselves, let's say the homeless person in Seattle that's being experimented on 24 hours a day. So they will be under the influence of the general 
agitated mood or bad mood that everybody else is in, and then they can more further be manipulated by the frequency that's being directed um, solely at them. Okay, well, O'Brien, with that, um, within that uh, confines of the frequency, would that affect uh, crime rates, for instance, or uh, auto accidents, um, or other types of incidents uh, among people? Absolutely, yes. That is exactly what the uh, people running this program have in mind in terms of application uh, of this particular feature. It is to, uh, or at least it can be used to induce riots, for example, or stop riots. It could be very, very dangerous, and it's a great point you bring up about traffic patterns and auto accidents. I mean, this is, this is messing with the innermost part of human beings, their emotions. And so you can imagine how irresponsible it is to actually manipulate someone into being a bad mood, in a bad mood and manipulate everybody in town into being bad, in a bad mood. And then they get in their cars and they drive around where their, their own safety and other people's safety is at risk. It's a huge, huge problem. And you can imagine the applications of, of this. If anyone ever wanted to start a riot, if ever, uh, anyone ever wanted to increase the crime rate, um, and then, of course, you know, you can use it for the exact same opposite. You can use it to decrease the crime rate by making everyone passive. And that could have nefarious applications as well if you want people to, to be passive and not pay attention and, and not uh, take action. Uh, it can be used for, for that as well. So, yes, the, the mind is boggled by the possibilities uh, in terms of what this could be used for. Okay, so these are radio frequencies that are being utilized? That's correct. Yes, they're radio frequencies, um, microwave signals. Uh, the entire spectrum um, of radio frequencies can be used um, within a certain range uh, to produce all sorts of different effects. So the, what, the way it works is a device broadcasts a radio frequency, let's say at an individual, and that radio frequency will hook up with the resonant frequency of the individual's mind or body or in this case, DNA. And what happens is once the resonant frequency is found in the targeted individual and the broadcast frequency matches up with that resonant frequency, those two frequencies interlock and they can be thought of as one frequency or one energy. And what happens is between the broadcast frequency and the individual that's receiving the broadcast frequency, once it's resonating, uh, once they are resonating together, a, a super highway of frequency along which information can be sent is created. And so you can think of it just like fiber optic cables that you use to send uh, signals over the Internet that connect people to the Internet. It's the exact same thing, only a wireless application of that. And so once you have connected the targeted individual with the frequency um, and they resonate together, then you have a perfect uh, avenue upon which to send and receive information back and forth. And that's exactly how they manipulate someone's thoughts. They send voices into someone's head. Uh, they manipulate their emotions. They manipulate their behavior. And then that's also how they receive back from the Id individual in real time uh, the vital signs, the emotions, the thoughts, uh, what the person's seeing, what the person's hearing. And then all that information, of course, is rendered on a computer elsewhere uh, via software, and it can be monitored and tracked in real time. 
So could they um, also influence people's um, uh, thoughts? For instance, if they were if they want to communicate a certain um, uh, attitude or a certain way of thinking about a particular event, or say if a, a, if a particular um, politician was running and he wanted to influence the election, could they send a signal that could influence people to vote for this particular individual? Absolutely, yes. The, uh, that is exactly what this technology can be used for. It can literally stop your own thoughts from happening and replace them with other thoughts uh, by sending thoughts to your head. And it's so sophisticated that you cannot tell where these thoughts are coming from. There's no way to, to discern that they are coming from somewhere other than your own mind. So you can imagine how bad this would be for people that don't even realize this technology exists. And they're having these thoughts, which they think are spontaneous, because uh, being under the influence of this technology now, kind of having been on both sides of it, I am, I am just amazed um, at the way it works. And I know that the thoughts that they beam into your head originate from the exact same place in your mind that your own natural thoughts originate from. So if I didn't know I was under the influence of this technology, then I would have no idea that anyone was influencing my thoughts at all. And that's exactly what it can be used for. It can be used to sway people in terms of their opinion, to make them go along with a certain agenda. It can be used to turn groups of people or individuals against each other uh, for whatever purpose. And uh, actually, this exact same technology can be used um, to not only influence the thoughts of someone, but also uh, the voice box of someone. And it came to mind because you mentioned a politician. I heard that they actually used this uh, on George Bush uh, Jr. once, George W. Bush, when he was giving a speech because he could not remember his lines. Uh, This is the type of thing that could be used to give a politician the words that they need to say so that they will come across and deliver the message in the way someone else wants them to deliver this, uh, deliver the message. So messing with people's thoughts uh, is really, really concerning, and it is so advanced now that they can do it without people even realizing it's being done. So that explains so much, actually, what you said. Okay. Great. Well, this is um, this is amazing because uh, we we all know about how they can influence our individual thoughts, but this is a whole different level when you're talking about influencing the thoughts over a geographical area. You know, people within that that range. This could have enormous implications. So. Um, how they do that, I'm not really clear how they can hide. Well, you know, they have been experimenting with this. You know, I, I asked that, but I know they have been experimenting with uh, group, uh, using group things, I guess you could say, uh, influencing groups of people since the 70s, I know of, actually. And I, um, I just have not uh, seen you know, the application of this technology or actually heard of it, you know, obviously from this perspective, although I suspected it, of course, and it explains a lot of um, some of the elections that have happened lately. But anyway, um, but this is uh, this is fascinating, Brian, um, that you are presenting this to us, you know, because we are aware of it over here, but, you know, it's a, it's a whole different uh, ballgame 
to hear someone from the inside explain that it is happening and how it works and things like that. So this is fascinating. Um, okay, so um, are you aware? Uh, I know you speak of Seattle and how the system utilizes various sections of, of, of Seattle. Are you aware specifically of um, other places where this technology is being applied? Absolutely, yes. The um, Well, in terms of, well, first of all, the, the reason Seattle is important, and I think you mentioned how it's been researched since the 70s and indeed going back before that, um, what, what I have direct knowledge of is, of course, the research and development program, um, you know, aspect of this technology. And the thing that shocked me about it is it's not being done, you know, in a secret military base somewhere, and it's not being done in a controlled environment where people are being kept safe and separate. You know, the test subjects are kept separate from the general public so that nobody gets hurt. The entire city of Seattle has been turned into a massive proving ground for this technology. And it's being done right out in the streets. It's being used against people uh, that are driving. It's being used against people that are trying to live in a city environment with the congestion and all the other people around uh, that you have in that environment. And so the potential for accidents and things to get out of control and for people to get seriously hurt and indeed be killed by this uh, is real, and it's happening all the time. And yeah, I think it just shows just how not only out of control this program is, but how completely unchecked the research and development um, aspect of our national security structure has become. Uh, they are completely immune to any oversight, to any consequences, to anything they're doing. And I just could not believe that this research and development part of this program was so advanced and was so widespread and it was so out in the open um, in places like Seattle. And I encourage anyone that's in Seattle, please do go there or that's near Seattle. Take a trip there and spend a week, you know, on vacation, if you got the money to do it, I would recommend it and, and visit DESC and visit SIS at 1415 Western Avenue, Seattle, Washington. Visit Amazon. Visit the Apollo, Nessie, Bigfoot, Cricket buildings. Um, visit these places and begin to look around and observe, and especially if you're a TI that knows the symptoms of the technology because you're an expert in it because it's being used on you. Um, you know just as much as I do. Well, maybe not the version that I'm aware of being used in Seattle, but you're getting a version of it, so you know what to look for. Go there and, and, and watch the homeless people. Watch their behavior. Look at their teeth as all the people have their the, – one of the effects, I'm sorry to say for GIs out there, is this technology will actually radiate the teeth right out of your mouth uh, prematurely. And I know uh, in Seattle and elsewhere, people are in their 30s. You know, the brush and floss every single day that are having their teeth just fall out, sometimes whole. Uh, they're swallowing them in their, in their sleep. They're choking on them. I mean, this has devastating effects on the physiology uh, of the human being. But go down there and look. It's, the signs are every, everywhere, and you will be fascinated, and your mind will be blown at just how op out in the open uh, it is. But I'm sorry, in terms of other places, uh, I am aware of Aurora, Colorado, um, when I decided to blow the whistle and this technology was turned against me, a massive organized stalking effort uh, was launched against me. And due to my training, I recognize the tactics that are used. 
uh, by these individuals, and it is high up. There is a military intelligence aspect of it, uh, and I won't go into that any further other than to say that the people who are, are um, after me, who are monitoring me, uh, are very, very good at what they do. They're, they're the best in the world, and it's one of the things that has kept me so busy, and I've been so unable to really tend to anything else in my life. Even getting the word out is because I'm fending these people off and fighting back against them 24 hours a day. Um, but I eventually end up, ended up in Aurora, Colorado, uh, right next to Buckley Air Force Base. And um, it turns out that this town as well is a major hub for this social engineering program. Aurora, Colorado is a town that has a massive, uh, a large percentage of military personnel that live here. Uh, the adjacent base, also intelligence, uh, families um, live here as well. Uh, when they're assigned overseas, this is where they would live when they're back on the home front domestically. And you can tell that this uh, technology is being used uh, on the people of Aurora, Colorado, many of whom serve in the military. And as I mentioned before, it's not only the general population of Seattle, the homeless and TIs, but this technology is being used against military families, people who proudly and bravely serve their country and uh, sacrifice everything so that you and I can be free, or at least we were able to be free before this uh, this technology started being yeah. used against us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's here as well, and there are some other cities. It seems to be adjacent to military bases. I've, I've heard this from a lot of people, and I've noticed it as well. If you have a massive Air Force base uh, near you, uh, Navy as well, on the coast, um, there is a, there's a good chance that some aspects of this program are being uh, run at the adjacent military base and is being used on the, the towns and the people around that base. Right, right. Uh, I was just going to mention that, uh, you know, should people be concerned, those who live around military installations across the U.S.? And um, I read uh, a while back where the county of Los Angeles has the largest concentration of military industrial uh, complex industry uh, in the nation, which corresponds to the largest concentration of TIs in that location. So there is some correlation there. Uh, we feel. Absolutely. That makes sense. Absolutely. So, um, and the reason I ask about uh, various locations is because obviously there are security personnel countries across you know, the country, every major city, and I'd say probably every city has some type of uh, security firm, uh, you know, within their borders, uh, which makes me wonder, you know, um, are these, you know, uh, gang-stalking groups housed within these uh, security personnel companies? Uh, is, this, is this one of the features of this program uh, because uh, I was looking on the Internet the other day, and there are about a million security personnel uh, employed by about 6,000 or so security personnel firms across the U.S. So that's a ready-made uh, force of individuals who are gang-stalking the population. Absolutely. It's a great point. And uh, I was not aware either of just how widespread uh, the security industry was in terms of its numbers and in terms of its power within the United States of America. Uh, you're absolutely correct. And uh, it's a great point you make. Uh, a million personnel, I mean, just think of that in terms of standing armies. 
uh, look up some of the uh, numbers on active military personnel in countries like Russia and China and the United States, the European Union, and you'll start to understand just how many, you know, one million uh, people uh, are and what can be done with that type of manpower uh, in a situation like this domestically. So one of the things um, I think that, that is an advantage of the security industry, number one, it's private. So if you were going to roll out an army of gang stalkers across the United States to mess with people, to track people, to surveil people, to follow people, and to make their lives uh, a general hell uh, to live every day, then you would have to do it covertly. You would have to do it in a way that is not noticeable to the rest of society. And in fact, the tactics that are used by private security companies and gang stalkers at large are specifically designed to avoid detection, not from the targeted individual, but to avoid detection from the general public. And so it's a, it's a very interesting surveillance situation. It, it fits right in with other surveillance situations where they want the targeted individual to know that they're following them. And so in a normal surveillance situation, you do not want the person you're following to know that you're following them. They actually want the TI to know they're being followed because it has the maximum psychological impact. While at the same time, they need to do it in a way that your neighbors and your friends and your coworkers and your family do not know that they are doing this to you because the entire point of the program is to convince everybody else that the, the TI is crazy. And so they need to surveil you and gang stalk you in such a way that other people don't notice that they're doing it. And so what happens is I was actually with a friend when we were driving uh, from Seattle and I decided to leave. It was one of the last friends that I was able to have before this massive organizing, organized stalking campaign uh, completely destroyed uh, my life as well. And now I'm completely isolated as well. But I was driving with a friend and we were being followed by people, obviously gang stalkers and uh, military intelligence in my case. But they drive in, in, in regular vehicles. They're in modern uh, trucks, SUVs, sedans, every kind of car. Uh, many of them are, toy or, excuse me, Chevys. And uh, if you're being, I think a lot of TIs uh, have noticed this as well. Chevy seems to have some kind of a deal with these security companies. And I know, for example, my security company uh, purchased most of their vehicles from a particular car company. So these are some of the things I noticed. But we're being followed by these people. And what they will do is the otherwise unmarked car will have military stickers on it. They'll have license plates that say Air Force. They'll have stickers that say Marine Corps or Army. And um, generally, the personnel is well fit, fit a general description. A lot of them have tattoos. A lot of them are young. A lot of them um, appear to be, you know, very young, maybe a, a military type of a look, only with kind of a, a gangster type of a, a vibe to them. And I think that's for the purposes of intimidation. And I know uh, that is one of the psychological aspects of what I learned at SIS in terms of gang stalking is the image you're projecting is very important. It is scientifically planned down to the last detail to have a very specific psychological effect on the target. Um, but anyway, we're driving and we see all these cars around us and they all have military and uh, Marine Corps, Air Force. And my friend said, you know, is that the Air Force following us? Is that the Marine Corps following us? Are these people, you know, military? And it's a very good question, and it's, they are trying to give that impress, impression that who's following you is active military, 
And, of course, that's not the case at all. They are private security contractors, or they are at least intelligence operatives that are operating domestically under the cover of being a, a uh, private security contractor. And the reason they put those stickers there is to give the impression they're military. And so what you have a lot of times, the way they get license plates that say Air Force engraved on them is they are former Air Force. The way they get some of these uh, insignias on their car, they are former Marines, and they are now retired. And after active duty, a lot of them need jobs, and they are being hired by the thousands each and every day to staff private security companies all over the country. And private security companies and private investigators, what they do is they investigate, they surveil, they follow, and they carry out covert intelligence and investigative operations domestically in a way that can't be protected. It's the perfect way to carry out gang-stalking operations against TIs. Okay. Well, I have a, a couple questions here in regards to what you just said. Um, could you give me, like, a profile of, say, um, the average worker at these firms that is doing this, this the stalking and the electronic harassment? Absolutely. And the, uh, the number one rule uh, in intelligence work and in, in security work in terms of uh, at least people that are going to be surveilling the public is to remain undetected. And so in terms of a profile, they go out of their way to hire people of diverse ethnic backgrounds, um, each gender, all age ranges, more or less. Um, there's obviously limitations if, you know, uh, if you're too old to be able to follow people on foot. Uh, but I've noticed a lot of the mobile uh, details, a lot of the mobile assignments will be carried out by uh, the more elderly of the private security contractors because they can't be operating in an inner city, for example, uh, on foot, walking up hills and so forth. People with disabilities as well uh, cannot do that. So there'll be mobile units. Uh, static and mobile units are the two basic units you have within private security, and then they're assigned to different assignments. Um, but, yeah, as, as far as the profile, uh, they are ex-military. They are ex-intelligence. Uh, many people, um, like myself, have no ties to that, but they start off um, low in the company as a security guard, uh, maybe executive protection, maybe risk uh, threat assessments. Maybe they have an IT background, so they get in that way. Uh, and then they're trained little by little to be led into the gang stalking and kind of the covert aspect of the company which is involved in this social engineering program domestically to target TIs. Uh, and so what you have is, in terms of a street gang stalker, the kind of people that will have constant contact with uh, the TI on a regular basis for the purposes of being known as gang stalkers to the TI, they will have a, a certain profile physically. Uh, the men will often be very strong. They work out. They're buff, for lack of a better term. Uh, they will have a generally intimidating demeanor. Although when you talk to these people, of course, they could be completely nice, um, very, very decent people, most of them. They're just they're doing their job, and I don't think there's any way they have to get out of it because they all know if they, if they come forward and they say something, then they're going to get gang-stalked as well. And unfortunately, I, I'm proving that by the way that I'm being targeted and gang-stalked and the technology is being used against me. Um, but this is, this is the general appearance that they give, and so it's to be intimidating. And there's a very fine line between kind of the military intimidation and what you would call a gangster or a thug intimidation. And both aspects, of course, are there on purpose. And gang stalking has been designed specifically to have both aspects there. 
Uh, they want you to believe that your country hates you. They also want you to believe that you're in great danger all the time. And the thug, gangster aspect of the vibe that they're giving off is there specifically for that reason. And so you can start to see how psychologically this is going to have an effect on someone very, very quickly. If they're under the impression that the military, their own government, and then a bunch of thugs are following and facing them around the country, uh, it has a devastating psychological effect. Are certain individuals and individual types herded into this program? That's a good question. There is a um, precedent I will say that I'm aware of for hiring people that have displayed a certain moral uh, ambiguity concerning certain issues. Uh, for example, uh, within certain private company uh, security companies in the Seattle area, there are a lot of ex-LAPD. Um, in fact, when the Rodney King riots went down and a lot of the scandals that went on uh, in Los Angeles, uh, the LAPD went through several stages of reform, and anybody from L.A., of course, will remember this, and the people that were forced out of LAPD ended up almost exclusively going to work for private security companies. So you can imagine the types of characters uh, that ended up in private security companies when the LAPD didn't want them anymore. Um, also, people that have criminal backgrounds are often um, coveted for gang-stalking type of assignments. Uh, the reason for this is that they do not mind, obviously, mistreating other people. Uh, they have what could be called a criminal mentality. Um, but it's also important to note that despite the unsavory characters that are within this, the entire point of it uh, is a hands-off policy. And this is very, very evil the way they're doing this. So, uh, I mean, not in any way defending them. I'm making the opposite point. The hands-off policy is in place by private security companies and gang stalkers, the federal government, and everybody else involved in this, specifically to have the excuse and say, we didn't actually physically harm this person. We never struck them. We never shot them. We never hit them. We never did any physical harm to them. So everything that's done by this program is meant to have a psychological effect, and the psychological effect is meant to complement the effect that the technology is having on the individual so that they are brought to a place in their life where they're isolated, they're broke, they're unemployed, they have no family, they have no friends, and nobody in the general public can track or trace anything that's being done to them because the technology is remote and it's wireless and there's usually no physical signs left on the individual that anything's being done to them. And the interaction with gang stalkers within the community there is no physical evidence that any gang stalking ever went on. They are specifically instructed, you know, do not slash anyone's tires. Don't, you know, uh, vandalize their house. That is not the point of the program. The point of the program is to have maximum psychological effect and leave the minimal amount of evidence. And so you can see how this hands-off policy, and this is a standard term that's used within the private security industry in terms of what security guards and security personnel are supposed to do uh, in terms of a threat. You are supposed to maintain a hands-off policy uh, at all costs until you absolutely must intervene physically or with, or with use of force. And so that's kind of a, uh, an industry term that's been adopted by gang stalkers as a hands-off policy against the TI so that when that person ends up in a hospital or ends up physically deteriorated, they can't turn around and blame the gang stalkers because they were never, quote, unquote, touched or physically harmed by them, even though 
all of the harm that's done to GIs is done by the game stalkers. It's done by the federal government that endorses this program, and it's done by the technology. And therefore, the game stalkers, the technology, and the federal government is liable and responsible 100% for everything that's been done to the TI. Okay, so that is that is something that we have uh, noticed in terms of um, uh, a general type of protocol in the program that there is a certain the certain boundary that they, go, they do not cross, they will harass a person, you know, to homelessness, but they don't usually physically attack them. Uh, exactly. Okay, so um, basically the reason I asked you about the profile is because some of the stuff that they do is so sadistic to people. And I was wondering is, um, you know, is this something that they, that they I mean, how... This, this could not have been something that they knew that they were thing into. You don't, you don't advertise torture people. Um, do people, once they find out what the job entails, um, what is their attitude then? Is it, do, they, do they really just go, to, go with the flow? Or um, do they just uh, do what they need to do uh, to, to keep the job? Um, how do they feel about what they do to people? Do you have an Absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a great question because you're absolutely right. Nobody advertises, you know, on Craigslist that we're hiring you to harass and torture people. It's just not done. And I can speak personally for myself and I can speak personally for the people I worked at, with at SIS that when you do first find out what's going on, you are disgusted by it. You cannot believe that this is what's going on. There is also a very quick... Um, almost a peer pressure-induced acceptance of it that causes you to say, you know, this is pretty cool. And I'm just being flat-out honest here about the psychology that's going on within these people's minds. It's pretty cool. We're, we're part of the group. We're part of the massive army of people that is going to be okay no matter what because we're on the right side of this because we're the people with all the power. We're the people yeah. that with ties to the intelligence agencies. We're the people with ties to the government. We're the people that are going to be okay no matter what because, you know, we are willing to violate the law to get away with whatever we want to get away with. And our superiors and our bosses are as well. So as long as we make them happy and we do our job, we're going to have a pretty good life. And I can tell you that this is exactly what is done to people um, almost immediately upon the revealing of what is really going on. They are offered a series of incentives. They're offered uh, first of all, acceptance into the group. They're offered um, acceptance into what will be the future of America, that you will be set, you and your girlfriend, or if you're married, you and your wife, your husband, your children are going to be taken care of. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to have brand new cars every couple of years. Your kids are going to go to the best schools, and you are going to be connected, for lack of a better term. And, and at this point, it really does take on almost an organized crime feel to it. Because what you're, what you're dealing with are people that are pleasing their boss in order to do something that is absolutely illegal. They're, they're monitoring and harassing and, tor and torturing and sometimes leading to the death of American citizens. They're violating their civil rights. They're violating their human rights. They're violating basic human decency. This is, this is horrible stuff that's being done to people. And so you have to understand the psychological 
aspect that goes into convincing gang stalkers and people that are part of the program to do what they're doing. Uh, it is a very, in fact, the psychological operation that is run against gang stalkers themselves and people that participate in the program is just as advanced, if not more so than the psychological program that is run against TIs. It absolutely is. And so what you have is this very intense psychological program that's run. In fact, uh, one of the things that I'm not sure people are aware of, but I'm trying to cover this on my site because I have direct knowledge of it, hive minds, voice to skull, emotion manipulation behavior, uh, modification technology is being used against the gang stalkers themselves and against people in the program. And it is being used to assist them in doing their job, specifically to take away their conscience specifically to take away their empathy and their sympathy for the individual, for the targeted individual, so that they don't feel bad, so that they don't feel guilty about what they're doing. They are, are, you know, many times intelligence agents and soldiers are trained to get the empathy and the sympathy out of their system because you're going to be asked to kill someone for us. You're going to have to go on the battlefield and shoot someone, and you're going to to shoot them just because we tell you to shoot them. And so a lot of the stuff that goes on in basic training and in terms of training intelligence operatives is designed specifically to make sure that people will pull the trigger when they need to. And stuff like human decency and love and compassion and empathy and sympathy and caring for your fellow human being does not enter into the decision-making process. And so the exact same thing is done within the program, within the Voice to Skull Gang Stalking Program. And it is done not only by peer pressure and direct training, it is also handled by the technology that can manipulate the people's emotions to turn off empathy and sympathy and love and care and compassion and to turn on what I call almost a mercenary hired gunman mentality. And the reward for going along with this is you get to be part of the social group. Look at the TI and how isolated they are. Look at how horrible their life is. Look at how sad it is. And every time I think about it, I start to choke up. It's so overwhelming. My heart just naturally goes out to these people, and I want to help them. But when you're the gang stalker under the use, under, under the influence of the technology and the influence of the peer pressure and everything else, you don't feel that. And if you do, the technology is going to take it right out of your system. But look at the TI, how isolated they, they are. You're not going to be isolated like that because you're one of us. These are your people. Look around at all the other gang stalkers. Look at all, around at the military and the intelligence services of the United States of America. Look at the local and state police. Look at the social workers. These are our people. You can date any one of these women that you want. You can date any one of these men that you want. Heck, we'll help you hook up. You can come and party with us and go out to dinner and do all the things that people do together. And that TI can't. That TI can't because of X, Y, and Z. That T.I. can't because he's on the wrong side of this. You're very, very lucky to be on the right side, and don't you ever do anything to mess it up because you will end up right where that T.I. is. You're not going to be one of us anymore. You're going to be isolated. You're going to be gang stalked. You're going to be tortured 24 hours a day by the most horrific technology ever conceived by the mind of man, and you are going to die, grow old, and die alone. And unfortunately... You know, now I'm saying that I have this self-realization moment. I mean, that's exactly what's happening with me. And I can totally and completely understand how that is a very, very effective strategy to get people to go along with being a gang stalker and to help cover up this program. Okay, so so people within 
the program feel protected from, you know, the the effects of what they're doing to other people. So they feel that uh, this program will continue ad infinitum, I suppose. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And that's a great point as well, and thanks for bringing it up. Um, and that's kind of the point. That's why I call it a social engineering program and not just gang-stalking or targeted individuals. Excuse me. The entire point of this uh, social engineering program that has been researched and developed for decades now, uh, the full intent within the program, everything that's planned going forward, the day-to-day attitude of all the people, is that this program is going to be rolled out nationwide, and it will become the norm. Every man, woman, and child in America will be under the influence of this technology. Every man, woman, and child in America will be one decision away from having gang stalkers turned against them. And the people making these decisions, of course, are not answerable to the American people. They were not elected. They did not pass any tests or go through any gates of initiations to to prove that they're worthy to have this responsibility. They just make the decision, and you're a TI, and that's it. It's very okay, much like so, that. Uh, or go ahead. Okay. Yeah. All right, Brian. So this is really an, an important uh, point you're making here. So um, rather than just the one or two million that you're talking about that are being affected, they are expecting to one day encompass the entire, what, 330 million people in the U.S. in this program? Absolutely, yes. Every single man, woman, and child in the United States of America will be under the influence of this technology and as you can see going forward what's going to happen is a is a dividing line is going to be drawn in America and it's not going to be democrat or republican or black and white rich poor you know jew gentile religious differences whatever it is it's going to be based on who is on the right and the wrong side of this technology who is on the right and the wrong side of this program And so if you are not a part of this program, then there is a very real risk that you are going to become a full-blown, 24-7 targeted individual. And this technology at that point, when it is nationwide, will be used by automated computer, supercomputer software programming uh, that will manipulate the emotions and the behavior and the thoughts of everybody in the United States of America. And it can all be done remotely. It's very much like the, the microchip kind of uh, tracking the New World Order, this entire you know, uh, control grid that's supposed to be rolled out against the American people someday. And I'm here to tell you that uh, it's already here. There isn't going to come a day where there's troops in the streets and tanks rolling down uh, your neighborhood and riot gear and all this stuff. We might have isolated incidents like that. It might get like that every once in a while, but the, the true control grid is this technology, voice to skull, hive mind, behavior manipulation technology. And it can all be done remotely. It can be done simply by targeting you with the frequency, locking into the resonant frequency of your DNA and your mind, and in that manner completely track and trace and control you uh, 24 hours a day. And so the dividing line is going to be between people on one side of this technology and people on the other. And so if you are a gang stalker right now, if you're in the private security industry, if you're in the military, intelligence, local state police, community watch groups, what have you, 
the reason so many people are joining into this, the reason so many people end up on that side of the fence is because it is the only game in town. There is one side, and you're either with us or you're, or you're against us. And so going for you know, that's exactly what I had to think about when I decided to make this decision. That is exactly what went through my mind, and that's why it took me so long to decide what to do about this because you know, it is, you are, you are marking yourself. You are, you are standing up and saying, Hey, everybody, look at me. I don't like you. I don't like your program and I'm going to do everything I can to get it shut down. And I was fully aware the entire time that I was, you know, thinking about doing that exactly what was going to happen to me. They were going to torture me. They were going to destroy all my relationships with friends and family. And I was never going to be able to make a living again. And in my mind, it just came down to the victims. It came down to targeted individuals all over America who are suffering every single day, who are crying out for help, who are curled up in a ball in the corner, in their bedroom, in horrible physical pain and horrible emotional pain, and no, nobody will help them. Everybody calls them crazy. Everybody says, you know, the, there's something wrong with them. Friends and family abandon them. Their, their relationships with their significant others are ruined. Their kids are taken away from them. And the homeless people in Seattle are now homeless. Some of the most brilliant men and women I've ever known in my life as I got to know them are now homeless and they have no way to get out because the DESC is specifically making sure, going out of their way to make sure they can't get jobs and they can't find homes. So if a gang stalker wants to think about coming forward, this is, this is the decision that they face. Um, but, you know, are you willing to risk everything to try to save this country, um, to try to save the individual out there who's on the receiving end of this program and is suffering and needs our help. And I'm hoping that by me coming forward and doing the best I can and for surviving as long as I can, I will inspire other insiders and give them the courage and the hope they need to make that decision as well and see if we can't start making some progress against this thing. Okay. Uh, excellent. Uh, thanks so much for sharing all this, uh, Brian. This is exactly the type of information that we need to go forward and um, speak to the general public about uh, what is ahead for them and um, this program that is in operation right now in all cities across the West, all major ones at least, and many of the smaller ones. Um, one thing I want to mention and before I open the lines to the callers, because I know it's getting late, but um, and I'm sure they have... Um, thousands of questions as well. Um, but what I see here is that there is um, uh, an element that is recruiting uh, perpetrators uh, for this, this program. And then there's also the other side where they are roping people into this matrix every day. Uh, is this something that you can speak to um, how is, you know, um, are these uh, numbers that are happening every day? Is it a reality that's happening every day? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And that's a, that's a great way to describe it. Um, what is going on in America today is exactly what you just said. Some people are being recruited into this program, and some people are becoming the target of this matrix system of technological and signal intelligence, human intelligence control of the individual and of society. And that is exactly uh, what goes on within not only the private security industry, but the program as a whole in Seattle. And what um, 
was done to me after I decided to come forward. The, the choice is very clear. You either, you're either with us or you're against us. And all of the resources that they cut you off from when you're a TI, like I am now as a whistleblower, uh, the jobs that you can't get, the coworkers that you can't make friends with, the, the relationships you can't have with people, all of that that you cannot have is exactly what the gang stalkers are being promised if they join. That's everything you can have and more. We're going to give you money. We're going to give you access to the finest women and the best drugs and the best connections and the best jobs and the best life that you can possibly imagine. You made it, and this is your ticket to the top, and you're going to come to the top with us. This is exactly what these people are being told. It is exactly why these this seemingly inexplicable behavior by our fellow human beings, this is why it's happening, because they are being promised the sun, the moon, and the stars. They are being promised the opportunity to be a part of history, to be a part of the ruling class, to be a part of a system that is not defined by appearance of ammo and military machine guns, the, the American flag and God bless America and all the stuff that you associate with power in America. These are people that look exactly like you and me. These are people that are wearing their hats backwards and baggy jeans. They're people that are dressed in modern attire. They're people that rock the modern vernacular and slang. These are people that go to the same bars and clubs that we do. These are the people that go to the same schools that we do. These are the people that watch the exact same videos on the Internet that we do. They are like us in every single way. They are, they are Americans, first and foremost. And because the nature of this program is so covert, that cover must be maintained at all costs. And so this is why you see kind of this profile of the people that are, are targeting you. They're, they're, they do not fit one particular profile. If you're in corporate America right now, I guarantee you you're corporate gang stalkers. And that is the whole point of it, that they have people in all levels of society, all ethnicities and socioeconomic backgrounds, and they can activate them one by one and group by group wherever you are in the country. And unfortunately, if, if you're on the wrong side of that, you have access to no of those, none of those resources, and you are looked at as an outcast and an outsider and someone that you just can't be part of it. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing um, all of this, Brian. Uh, and there's so much uh, more that we could talk about. Uh, but at this time, I, I'd like to go ahead uh, since it is getting late, uh, go ahead and bring in the callers so that they can ask their questions. I'm sure they have, so many are chomping in the bit to, uh, to ask you some things. So I appreciate your, uh, your sharing. And um, these are, I guess, and I try to bring in foundational questions that we have wondered over the years and uh, answered all of them very well. And I appreciate the information provided. So, um Go ahead at this time and um, and switch mics here so that we can bring in the callers so that they can ask you questions if you have time. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to answer everyone's questions. Okay, one second, please. Q&A session is over. Okay, uh, looks like.
Unmuted. Hello? Muted. Okay. Um, we're at a moment now, guys, um, where you can, you know, everyone's muted at the moment. However, you can self-unmute if you have a question for Brian. Uh, Brian, if you, if you could start six on your phone, we'd like to, uh, to have you unmuted at this time. I have a question for Brian. Okay, hold on one minute, please. Let's get Brian here first. Okay. Hey, can you hear me? Okay, there he is. Okay, well, now several of you are unmuted, so let's try to uh, to do this one at a time. And uh, I hi. heard Barb first. And well, go ahead. Who is that? Oh, I have. A... Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Which one of question. us do you want to go first? How about I go first? Okay. Go ahead. Is that Greg? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, Greg. Okay. Uh, there's a few questions that I have. These people that are doing this gang stalking, they're doing it on the pretense of that we're criminals. Correct. Uh, correct. Really quickly, yes, that is the premise that they use to uh, to assassinate your character amongst gang stalkers. Uh, usually there's no actual crime that's been committed, so you're not in fact criminals, but yes, that is the lie that's told. Well, no, I know I'm not a criminal, but yeah. that's how they get them to do what they're doing. Correct, yes. Normally there is uh, part of the uh, character assassination campaign that's run there are lies, there are rumors that are spread about the targeted individual. And so in, it, in relation to the TI, uh, all sorts of stuff is said about them. Uh, in every case, it's never true. So I can testify as a gang stalker on that side of it that all of the gang stalkers know it's not true, uh, but the, it is used to generally degrade the character of the TI uh, so that they're looked at, you know, in general as a scumbag. You're absolutely right. Okay. All right. And is there a production team that is in charge of that? Absolutely. Yeah, there is a command and control structure uh, that is uh, in charge of normally um, a targeted individual. So any elements of the program that need to be run in relation to that TI will be coordinated by a supervisor. And the supervisor um, will work with people that are in control of the technology on one side and then the organized stalking or the street theater on the other side. So you do have a very uh, stringent uh, command and control structure. The one that I was a part of, of course, involved SIS and SIS exclusively. Um, but I have heard from others and general knowledge of the program that's being run around, this could involve people in local uh, and state police as well uh, as what I would call intelligence uh, operatives or assets. They are private corporations that do stuff like talent uh, agencies, recognizing talent, logistics specialists, technology specialists, and then uh, coordination specialists. Right. Okay. All right. Thanks for the production team. Somebody else asked. Uh, okay. I, I, I have a question. question? I have, first, okay. I want to say one thing about... Thank you very much. I want to say thank you very much. Okay, hold on, hold on. Barbara's asking a question. You can go next. 
Okay. Okay, Please so the one thing I just wanted to make one mention of something I see happening up here, and it has to do with the police stations here are now putting in mental wings for the mentally handicapped instead of private institutions or anything like that. I don't know if that's happening anywhere else, but that was very creepy to me. In the major police stations, they are putting in mental wings. So they will be in charge, more or less. Wow, I haven't heard that. That's very scary. The question I wanted to ask is with the DNA, when you have somebody's DNA, you can then realize the tendencies they have towards certain diseases. Like Brad Pitt's wife went and had her breast removed because she had a tendency toward a certain breast cancer. With this knowledge, do you have any idea whether they're planning or already are, how do I want to say this, um, um, stirring up that particular tendency and creating that particular disease in that person? Well, thank you. That was a, a great question, and thank you for the info concerning the mental wings and the uh, police oh, scary. Oh, stage. Yeah. Absolutely, because that is exactly the pretext that they use a lot of times to get the excuse to target individuals is, you know, obviously coming up with a false psychological diagnosis. So thank you for that. Um, the, the DNA. That's where, that's where it's happening. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, as far as DNA goes, in principle, in theory, what you're saying is absolutely correct. Uh, frequencies can be used to manipulate someone's DNA and then, uh, help to bring about what is a otherwise natural tendency within their genetics. So I can confirm that that's true, and I can confirm that uh, within the scientific research community, that's being done right now. There's DNA-based research is being done normally to cure diseases, obviously, but it, if it can be done to cure diseases, then certainly someone with more nefarious goals in mind could, could use it to engineer diseases and to bring things about. Uh, so that is absolutely a major concern, and I think that's one of the reasons we have to get a hold on the entire research and development apparatus of this country, the entire program, the way things are done in secret, and scientific advancements are siphoned off for military and intelligence purposes first, and then everybody else gets them. And the problem so, with that so is exactly what you said. Isn't being done yet? Uh, not that I know specifically. No, I cannot say that I have direct knowledge of that. Uh, what I can say, though, is that Amazon has billions and billions of dollars invested uh, in a program that is used to study just those things. So if we wanted to find out who might have that knowledge, Amazon might be a good place to start. Thank you. Okay, we have Very to move much. on to the next Thank call. You. Thanks, Thank you so Barb. much for all your phone calls and your tapes and being here tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Absolutely. Can you give us the names Karen, of your super I, I have a question. question. Okay, uh, someone's asking a question. Go ahead, whoever that is. Eric, which one of us can ask a question? And you're going to have to pick us. There's a bunch of us that want to talk. Okay, well, you can go ahead, Cece, since you're talking. Okay. Uh, Brian, I think you indicated that they won't hurt us physically or vandalize or sabotage our property, but I've had... All of the above. Um, I've literally been systematically maimed through workers' comp medical procedures. Uh, my entire back, my spinal column, from my skull all the way down to my tailbone has been sabotaged. Um, I was 
in fact, at a, at a third lumbar ESI procedure, I was brutally forced under anesthesia, screaming uh, for the doctor to stop. And when I woke up, my entire back had been maimed. Muscles were pulled off my back. I had injections throughout my back, my neck, my shoulders, uh, injections into my liver, into my esophagus, um, all the way, I mean, prolific damage. I'm now disabled. Uh, so is that part of the military government experimentation, or was I placed there, do you think, can corporations like insurance carriers or employers place their uh, people into these programs? Absolutely, yes. And, Cece, I'm very sorry to hear about uh, your condition and everything that happened to you. That is horrible, and I can't imagine the pain that you're in. And um, I do want to just clarify, in terms of the hands-off policy, I'm, I am in no way suggesting that these people do not harm physically. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm speaking about, obviously, a, what is a general uh, rule and a, a general um, outline that people follow for specific um, people. They could very well cross lines and borders and, and do that sort of thing. Um, in terms of the medical... Um, this was done under surgery, so it could be that the the doctors you were under the care of uh, were very much not concerned at all with with your well being. It sounds like they really messed up the surgery, and when you woke no, up, they, you were worse off. Intentional. This happened over a period of a year and a half, and it just kept getting worse. And I I couldn't figure out why I kept getting worse until the last lumbar epidural, which was the third one. Even the physical therapist maimed me, but I had already filed wow. a, a complaint at the California um, Physical Therapy Board, which was totally, which was completely treated with disregard and, and disrespect. So um, uh, I know that the state of California is involved in my stalking and uh, the crimes that have befallen me, but I'm also hit with directed energy weapons. I get the dream manipulation, the dream interrogation. By the way, the dream interrogation has been a lot about my medical history, have I ever hurt my back before, how I was hurt at work. So that's why either they want me to believe that my employer and the defense and my workers' comp claim is behind this, or I don't know what, because it sure seems like that's what they want me to believe. So I'm, you know, I'm going with it, although I am a whistleblower and I blew the whistle on a previous employer uh, a few uh, few years ago as well, and he told me, that he had friends in high places that could make my life very difficult. And uh, shortly thereafter, bizarre things started happening at my home uh, so and at other places of employment. And that was before I ever got injured at work. But I don't know. I, I, I often say, God, I hope you don't let me die before I know who has done this, who, who is behind all of this garbage. So um, anyway, I, I believe that my targeting is corporate-driven. and we That know makes that, sense, yes. And, and we know that uh, the United States is a corporatocracy, so, uh, you know, it makes sense. And you say that Amazon, uh, what do they do? They offer up some of their employees as part of the, uh, of part of the what, protocol or the program? Absolutely, yeah. They actually have... Uh, Volunteer. They have dedicated entire buildings for the purposes of experimenting on their own employees and SIS employees. But absolutely, what you were saying um, in terms of California officials, 
and them being involved, that, those are exactly the people that would be in the program in place to, to mess with a targeted individual uh, like yourself. So that, that definitely makes sense. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, thank you, go Susie, ahead. For, your, uh, for your comments. Uh, next hey, Brian. Caller, uh, um, yeah, hey, Brian. Brian. <laughs> I'd like to know if you can right name uh, your, your supervisor and uh, other guilty parties. Absolutely. You want my supervisor's name and guilty parties? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, there are uh, most of these names are actually available, but I will go ahead and name some of the people in SIS: uh, Zimmerman, um, Brenninger, Venturini. CEO is John Spisak. In what capacity? I'm sorry, S P E S A K. John Spisak. And uh, the command and control um, structure is such, there is a Dennis P. Hatton that is a watch commander uh, that I worked under. The command and control structure is such that the uh, supervisor, direct supervisor, is contingent upon your assignments. Uh, And this is one of the ways uh, that I think is an interesting point with how they kind of compartmentalize the programs within um, SIS and companies like this so that other people don't find out about it. There is not a company-wide command and control structure. There is a assignment-specific command and control structure so that when you are assigned to a specific assignment, you have an immediate supervisor that you report to, and that's it. And so the one supervisor, for example, might only be overseeing two, three, four, five um, security specialists at a time. And so you have all these little cells within the company that are completely cut off from each other so that the lines of communication and information do not flow between different aspects of the company so that they can um, compartmentalize and keep classification on certain information that they don't want getting out. Uh, so I worked for many different people. I was there. I was assigned to many different assignments. Um, yeah. But I, that was a very good question because it, it shows how it is organized. Do you have any okay. documentation? Or I have a couple of questions. Um, you know, um, I just want to say thank you for your courage, first and foremost. Um, number one, um, you know, you were talking about how they tried to uh, make everybody into being a scumbag, um, so to speak. And um, but most of the most of the people I've spoken with are women, you know. And there's like, you know, women that are beautiful and attractive. There's women that could be your grandmother. Um, and you say they try to make everybody, you know, come up with some stories or whatever. How do they hurt like women and grandmothers and kill people's pets? Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for your kind words. And I do want to say that I have heard estimates up, up to uh, 70, 75% of targeted individuals are in fact women. And it absolutely breaks my heart because I can't understand the mentality of men or women as well that would actually prey on and torture and abuse uh, a woman, a single woman. It's just horrible. These people have children and you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, they're tearing families apart. They're, they're doing it to children as well. It's, it's certainly, it's completely out of control. Um, but in terms of smear campaigns, character assassination, um, what they have is thugs. And uh, perhaps, you know, there are elements of this that even I'm not aware of. But I am aware, for example, that my life has been threatened. I am aware that people are killed within this program all the time. And they bring in highly trained specialists to do that. They usually have intelligence connections. So in terms of the real dirty work that's done, there are people uh, within the program that are capable of doing that. And they do it because they get paid a lot of money. 
and they do it because they have been guaranteed by the higher ups in the program that they're gonna get away from it. Um, go ahead. Okay. Um, I'd just like to say if you guys could keep your questions to one or two, and brief, please. Um, I I have a question. We have lots of people waiting to talk. I think Peter was uh, talking first, and you can go. Sec- you can go next. Okay. Thank you. Uh, am I allowed to ask questions? Go ahead, Peter. You have a question? Yes. Okay. All right. So what I'm curious about <laughs> is number one, Lockheed Martin's a big corporation there that works with the government. Uh, are they the ones running this? Not to my knowledge, no. In fact, I do not have any direct evidence of Lockheed Martin uh, based on the social engineering program that I have direct knowledge of in uh, Seattle, Washington. What I can speak to is the involvement of defense contractors in general. Um, I have heard, of course, through people like Karen uh, Stewart that Lockheed Martin uh, does employ organized stalkers of their own in 47 of the 50 states. I have not been able to independently verify that with my sources, but it certainly makes sense. Um, what I do know for a fact is, of course, defense contractors are involved in the research and development of the technology going back decades. And uh, if anybody wants to learn more, I would suggest looking up patents into things like microwave auditory effects, the voice install, the behavior modification, uh, frequency weapons, directed energy weapons. Go back to the work of Nikola Tesla and uh, look on down the line throughout history to see who the scientists were that were working on this and then see the connections that they had to certain aspects of the military industrial complex of our of our country. So defense contractors are involved. I I am sorry that I don't have direct knowledge of Lockheed Martin. Right. Now, now when you talk about, you know, the, the, the pulses or the pulse modulation that affects the population, that's either called brain entrainment or frequency following. All right. Are you aware of any antenna arrays that are doing the broadcasting? This is interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. It is one of the most classified aspects of the technology in terms of my knowledge of it and the average security specialist knowledge of it. Uh, You have things broken down basically into a technical department and what what I would call a personnel department. Personnel handles the actual uh, monitoring of the technology and the gang stalking. You then have the technical side that monitors the infrastructure, the actual building of devices, antennas, cell phones, towers. So I do not have direct knowledge of that. But I do know that it does utilize antennas radar and cell phone towers and i think radar um, i know for a fact is being used for military bases i know some of the antennas are being uh camouflaged within buildings other structures they're they have entire walls and structures built around them just to hide the existence of the antenna so you can see the effort that goes into covering up these locations of them and as a result they're the most classified part of the program and i do not know any specifics on that other than they're out there and they're everywhere already all over the United States because this system is operational countrywide. Okay, next question, please. I'm an electronic engineer. I'm an electronic engineer, and I just wanted to let you know that I have a countermeasure for technology like that, and it breaks down the bio-relevant feedback loop. And I've actually cured uh, or helped over 130 people, and it's a countermeasure I give out for free if you happen to need it. Um, Wonderful. Uh, yes, yeah. and in fact, yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I would love uh, to talk with you more. What was your name again? David Case. 
he has on it is uh, many forms of pulse code modulation. And I uh, invented it with two 555 oscillator chips. It makes a sound that has never existed before, and it confuses their technology and breaks down that uh, phase-locked loop that you were talking about. That is brilliant. Yeah, thank you very much, David. That's exactly what we need is, is electrical engineers like yourself coming up with stuff like this. Um, it's the only hope we have because right now there aren't many defenses against the technology. So uh, you just made my day. Thank you very much. I'd love to uh, try it and see if it really works, and we need more of it for sure. Okay, great. And who was that that had the question? I have a question. This is Kathy yeah. from Arizona. Oh, Kathy, hi. Go ahead with your question. Hi, hi, Derek. Um, my question to you, and thank you very much, Brian, for uh, doing this. I really appreciate it. Have you ever heard of the terms AMP project and Rubicon project? I'm sorry, what was the second one? Uh, AMP project and Rubicon project. Yes, I have heard of them. Uh, I am not uh, an expert or have any in-depth knowledge at all. Okay. Because I keep getting those terms sent to me. And like the other day, I woke up and my front teeth were gone. Um, oh, no. You know, just all kinds of weird stuff has been happening lately. You know, I get a field of daisies showing up on my iPhone. Um, you know, just stuff like that. And Absolutely, uh, if I, yeah. If I list, it's because I haven't had my teeth fixed yet. But, there you go. Um, yeah, I've been I've been uh, in this program since 2006, and I've been able to survive it because I sort of learned about it uh, very early on uh, by uh, stop it uh, in uh, Europe. So I, I was able to uh, get some knowledge. Um, so I, I have not ever been accused of being insane or anything like that um, but you know I have had uh, the police department and so forth treat me in a very weird manner um, but anyhow um, I just wanted to know if you were familiar with those terms and how about people cooker uh, no yeah other than general terms uh, I am not familiar with that specifically having to do with this but Hang in there. I'm, it's great you've been able to endure this long. I can't imagine. I hear from people all the time, 10, 20 years, they've been targeted individuals, and I can't imagine. Uh, so just stay strong, and I'm hoping we can somehow make some progress and get some relief for people out there. Okay. Uh, more questions? I have Bob. a question. Uh, I've got a question. Okay. Hold on. I have a question, too. She, she spoke first, and then you guys can go, um, go next. I'm go sorry. ahead. Okay. Um I would like to know, I have kind of come to realize recently, um, I know that UPS is involved myself. Okay, we can't hear you. Can you speak up a little bit or speak directly uh, into the uh, mic? Yes, yes. That's better. Go now? ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, what do you know about the involvement with UPS? Do you know much about that? I do not, other than I have heard that. Uh, I do know that the connections between the program participants are usually at the corporate level. Uh, so we're talking about the board of directors. We're talking about the CEO, chief financial officer, these types of people. Uh, I do know, I can speak generally on specifics of the program, that what is done within private corporations, because it is so easy to protect propri uh, proprietary information, 
they're able to siphon off a part of their uh, company, and then within that department that is highly insulated from the rest of the company, they will have a uh, an aspect of their company co uh, cooperating with the program at large. And then it is from that hub within the company that they relegate resources uh, that could help the overall program. So one thing that some people have a hard time figuring out is how are all these people involved? And oftentimes it's not as many as it seems. It's key companies and key departments within different locations that can mobilize uh, information or vehicles or personnel very, very quickly to respond to the needs of the program. And uh, I have heard UPS, but I have no direct knowledge of that. Um, okay, thank you hi. for your question. Uh, yes, uh, go ahead. Hi, uh, Brian, this is Alec Rafter. I've got a couple of questions. Um, hey, Alec. On your, hi, how are you? Uh, on the uh, some of your videos or your podcast, uh, okay, uh, you mentioned that uh, sci-fi is what you, we call V2K. You mentioned that the artificial telepathy people are connected to hive mind. With remote neural monitoring, that's what we call the process of them uh, hearing our thoughts and looking through our eyes. I want to know what you call it. And my last question is, uh, can you do you have any documents that you could put online? Uh, regarding this program um, that we could all access. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Alec. Uh, remote neuro monitoring. Uh, in terms of the, the uh, terms that I call it, uh, much of it is slang derived from uh, security industry specialists, so it's kind of like a street-level slang that we use for it, hive mind, voice to skull, remote neural uh, monitoring. There's some, some rather coarse terms that we use as well that are very descriptive but not very scientific. Um, but the remote neural monitoring is, is one that is, I think, the, the main feature of it, uh, that they are able to get the information from people. And so that is the aspect, I think, that is going to be used uh, very covertly against everyone in the country to read people's thoughts, to see what, they're, what they are thinking, and then determine whether or not they're a threat to the power establishment or to the individual motivations of companies or, or local officials or whatever it might be. Also, thank you for the information. I spoke with you earlier, and uh, I really appreciate your help on that. Uh, in terms of documents, I do. Uh, I also have people that I am in contact with uh, within the industry, potential allies that are sympathetic to our cause and are behind the scenes waiting uh, for the right moment that are behind the scenes, hoping that the general public will become more aware of this issue and will give them uh, the impetus that they need to start to move behind the scenes to make progress against it. There are a lot of people that are against this program, and that's the poor TIs, but they are in highly, highly classified positions. They are threatened if they speak out, and they also, of course, have family and friends to think about. So we do have allies there, uh, and I do have documentation, um, and I am planning on releasing it. I do not know when because I'm also planning legal proceedings against the federal government and possibly my former employer, DESC and Amazon, and my lawyer is advising me at this point not to release that. Uh, but it, depending on how that goes, very soon I may be able to do that. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. And thank thanks, you, Alex. Hi, Alex. Okay. Uh, more questions for Brian? Hey, I Ryan. have a question. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So I guess the lady went first. Okay. Who's there? What's your question? Me? Yeah, me, um, Derek, Terry. I had a question. Do you see yourself as stepping up and testifying for some of the TIs that are gathering evidence to go to court? Absolutely, yes. I would be willing to help uh, anyone that is bringing legal proceedings 
against the program or against the government. That is my main goal in coming forward is to attack this from a legal perspective. And I would be uh, happy to lend my testimony or my efforts to anyone that's pursuing that goal. Okay, one other thing really quick. Are you a victim of V2K? Yes, I am. I am a victim of V2K emotional via the works. I have got a uh, beta version, I believe, of what is going to be rolled out against TIs in the next couple of years. Uh, my company was involved in a research development program of kind of the next generation of voice to skull and the frequency weaponry. And because I knew these people and I decided to blow the whistle on them, they gave me uh, the most nasty version of it. Uh, it is highly, highly advanced. It's one of the reasons I've had a lot of problems getting relief myself uh, is because I'm dealing with something that is, um, I think, only the military would, would have and know about uh, in terms of its its advanced state. So, yes, I am getting all of it 24 hours a day. Uh, I'm currently homeless. I've tried five other jobs since I resigned from SIS, and uh, I'm un under constant torture, surveillance, and gang stalking 24 hours a day. Well, what sort of things are you getting, V2K? What kind of things are they uh, telling you? That is interesting. Uh, the main one that they repeat all the time is, please be quiet in not so uh, nice terms or we're going to kill you. Uh, they tell me that everybody is against me. They tell me uh, all sorts of stuff. One of the people, uh, the lady that mentioned that the state of California uh, was involved with her medical problems where she messed up her back and the voice of skull was telling her that it was her corporation or the, the company she was working for. I hope I get that right. Um, but that's what they do. They beam into people like me's heads um, all sorts of stuff to try to turn people against each other, to turn companies against each other, individuals against each other. And so what they do to me, I think, is very similar to what I've heard from a lot of TIs. They'll turn TIs against their family. They'll turn, turn family members against TIs, for example, and coworkers. And that's what they're doing with me. They're trying to manipulate me. They're trying to turn me against former employees, uh, employers, excuse me, people I used to work with, family members, friends, people I'm meeting online. And it's just a constant 24-7 back and forth. Don't trust this person. Do trust that person. Don't trust this person. Do trust that person. Don't you dare try to work again or we're going to kill you. Don't you dare try to contact this person or we're going to kill you. Uh, don't do this or we're going to uh, slander you and, and smear all sorts of stuff all over the papers. We are um, very disappointed in what you decided to do. Uh, we're going to, they, they have been sending stuff into my dreams as well. It's constant 24-7. And luckily, because of my training, because I know all aspects are technology-induced and because I have a bit of training in gang stalking as well, my response to it is always, number one, I know who it's coming from. I know who these people are, so I'm not listening to any of it. I go out of my way to judge things for myself and come to my own decisions. And then when it comes to gang stalkers, I just gang stalk them back. I'm only one man out here, but I try to take them on and, and fight fire with fire and stand my ground and just at least try to maintain the status quo so I don't slip further down into the darkness, so to speak, where they're, they're trying to put me. Okay, guys. Um, as Brian kind of, hold on, hold on, Dutch. Uh, part of this uh, podcast is to help... Um, is to help Brian because he's living in this car and we are trying to raise a few funds for him. So if those of you that can, if, if you could go to his website, which is gangstalkerwars.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page and there's a PayPal donation. If you could um, drop him a few bucks, that would be great. That would help him because he's trying to, um, he's trying to uh, relocate from the area that he's in 
because it's heavily infested and they're trying to intimidate him and he's already unsure, at least my impression is he's unsure of a situation and he's feeling more closed in every day and threatened. So he does need to relocate from his location and hopefully we can find him someplace someplace where he will be uh, in shelter. You know, if someone has a home, um, he has one offer already, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, he needs to be uh, indoors somewhere and not, you know, being in his car and being vulnerable and having to keep, uh, you know, driving and moving and running from these guys and invading them. So he needs a place of safety. Okay. Uh, Eric, this is Greg. I, I, b- before I got cut off earlier, I was going to say that if he ever comes to Kansas City, he can stay here for a while. Okay. Hey, thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. No, I mean that. If you, I, I do have a, uh, a RV that's parked at RV Park, or excuse me, where I store it at, but we can easily move it to an RV Park, and uh, you can stay in that. Okay. Well, that's a thought. Okay. Um, well, yeah. he'll be waiting. Yeah. That's, uh, let him know, too. I offered that he can come to my place. I'm in Reading. I'm kind of close to where he's at. If he's up, you know, in, in Washington or Oregon, uh, I live in Reading. He's welcome to my place to stay. Uh, I wanted to ask him a question. Uh, mine seems a little different than the, the usual pattern. I get clicks every day if I move an arm, if I move a leg. If a truck drives by, if a car drives by, if, if a guy goes by in a wheelchair to the mailbox, it clicks, it breaks a beam or a wave of some sort. So I'm under 24-7 surveillance. Uh, no matter which room I go in, click. Uh, I shut the door. Uh, there's a click against the door so they know when I open that door that I'm going out that door. Is that a new uh, technique uh, that they're going to start using soon, or is that an old technique? Do you know anything about that? And I'm a twin, too. Um, uh, I'm the last one of the of the family, but, uh, you know, so do you know anything, if that's a new technique or an old technique? But it's been 18 years for me, and they haven't stopped the click sounds. I've got them recorded on DVD. Uh, me pointing them out, there's one there, there's one there, there's one there. You know, so uh, is that uh, something you're aware of that is used commonly on a lot of individuals, or is it rare? Uh, Can you come back? Thanks for your question. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The clicks are something that I am familiar with. Uh, They are not uh, integrated in the the, uh, version of the technology that I was dealing with in Seattle, and they have not been used against me. But the utilizations of sounds like that could be, uh, a marker within the program oftentimes um, that you're getting on your end. Oftentimes that's for organizational purposes on the part of the people that are running the technology. I know sounds are inserted uh, for that. Um, and it could it could also just be random clicks that are uh, associated with a part of what you're uh, getting. But it is interesting that you're a twin, and I wanted to comment on that because the DNA and genetic aspect of this is very, very important to these people. And part of the social engineering program uh, that I have direct knowledge of is all about genetics and the uh, modeling or the engineering of the future of human genetics and trying to push humanity in a certain direction. 
They're very interested in strong genetic people, people that are immune to diseases. And twins, of course, if anybody looks it up, I won't get into it now, but are unique in, in so many different ways. It is, uh, it is one of those weird parts of nature that these people are very fascinated in and can lead to advancements in, in science and technology and all sorts of other things. Um, so, yeah, the, the fact that you're a twin really jumps out at me, and they are very, very interested uh, in twins. I do know that. Yeah, Lithuanian, you know, German descent, Lithuanian. Uh, I've never really been sick in my life. I've been injured a lot. I heal very quickly, uh, very quickly. And uh, so I, I know I've been uh, blessed with healing, uh, but now they've, they've taken, you know, some of that away. I still heal pretty fast, but uh, they, they, put holes, they put holes in my testicle. I don't know if they inserted something. They're always messing around there. I don't know if it's removing sperm. For to you know to use for some you know something else, uh, they put holes in the bottom of my feet, ten on each bottom of each foot, ten or twelve pus holes uh, on the bottom of each foot, and one on each knee, and they use those areas quite often, uh, daily. Well, daily, twenty-four-seven. Uh, I just think have an idea that they're removing sperm from me uh, because of my health. Uh, I'm seventy-four, and no one ever. Is that I'm 74. They think I'm about 50. Okay. There you go. Yeah, you're obviously very healthy, and they would be very interested in that, especially because you're able to heal, uh, heal quickly. Also, uh, genetics, I know there was a lot of interest in German, Czechoslovakian, Poland, uh, Eastern Europe, and Europe uh, was something that was uh, generally of interest to the people in the program uh, as well. So, yeah, thank you for that. Okay, Brian, you keep talking social engineering. It appears to me that the social engineering that they're bringing in is uh, pure hate. It's pure hate. They're doing things to individuals around you, neighbors, family members. What kind of social engineering are they trying to attain? Absolutely. Very good question, and you're absolutely right. It is pure hate. Uh, these people have no regard for common human decency. They have no regard for the value of the individual life of the human being. Uh, the overall goals of the social engineering program, as I just mentioned, um, eugenics plays a big part of this. Um, when I mean social engineering, they are, they are engineering society and they are engineering social uh, aspects of society. So they want to engineer the actual human makeup of society itself. They want to uh, engineer the actual uh, organization of society in terms of a hierarchy of power and uh, companies, and then they want to engineer the individuals themselves. And so what their vision is, is total control. It's, it's very much what many people have heard uh, in terms of predictions of the future, only this is exactly how they're going to do it. They are collecting sperm and DNA from people. Uh, they are actively trying to, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting some feedback on the line here, uh, but they are actually, yeah, they are actually trying to engineer uh, certain uh, genetic stock to go forward into the future so that we have a, you know, from their perspective, a healthier humanity. What it is is eugenics. What it is is racism. What it is is total and complete control of every individual in society for the purposes of being able to dominate over them and the purposes of being able to control 
every aspect of their life and their attitude towards it is that the world is, is a video game and they're just sitting back uh, messing with real people's lives uh, from the point of view of people that don't care at all. It's sick. It's disgusting. It's absolutely evil. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. And it needs to be stopped immediately because we are all in grave danger because we are, live under these people. We are in a, in a country where these people are in power and it has to be stopped. Okay, uh, Brian, uh, hold on just a minute, please. Uh, Brian, it is a little bit after nine where you are, and how much time do you, would you say we have? Uh, I can go another ten minutes or so. Guys, about ten minutes. Okay. Yes, who has a question? Puerto Rico, I wanted to ask you if uh, why are a lot of people moving from islands back to the state right now? Can they move people in mass? That's uh, that's a very well, interesting one question. Or go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because Puerto Rico right now we're having like an economy situation. Like everybody's leaving the island, and I've I've been stuck from Florida to Puerto Rico to Panama to Orlando, and everywhere I go, you you find people that just they're moving from one side to another, even at church. Yeah, that is that is very interesting, and and that could be an element of social engineering because what they're doing is they're maneuvering people for whatever is to come. Uh, they want the the demographics they they want in each population in each area, not only of America but the world. And I know it's been described to me like Seattle is often described as uh, you know bringing people together two by two as if they were boarding the ark. And what they mean by that, like the ark that Noah got on for the flood. Um, what they mean is that in arc in terms of, of genetics and, and social engineering going forward, that this is kind of the base uh, foundation from which all of society will be built in the future. It's, it's their vision of the future. And so what they're doing is they're starting it out locally, and they're getting total control of a certain area, a certain city, whatever it is, and then they are expanding outwards. And I think one by one, city by city, country by country, they plan to roll this thing out across the world eventually. And... Uh, the ethnic makeup of the population itself, uh, the genetic makeup of the population itself, health-wise, immunity to certain diseases, this is exactly what these people are interested in. And the implications of that is they know something's coming that I don't. I have no direct knowledge of that, but, but this is exactly the context within which these people are operating. Can I say something? Okay. Um, I have a question, too. And I have a question, too. Uh, Okay. I, I have a um, short question. <laughs> all right. Go on. Uh, go ahead with the short question. Make it quick. Okay. Um, when you said that people were being abducted to Seattle, can you tell me how that was accomplished? Absolutely, yes. I'll try to do this as quickly as possible. If you want a detailed description, please go to gangstalkforce.com, click on Menu, and click on 157 Roy Street. There's a detailed article about it. Uh, what, hap what is happening is targeted individuals, once they are isolated, once they have no more family and friends, once uh, the organized stalking has cut them off from being able to make a living and they have no resources, with the um, cooperation of companies, property management companies like Graystar, uh, they are forced out of their homes. Uh, oftentimes there's a lot of dirty tricks being played uh, by city councils and, and zoning and real estate 
lawyers and attorneys that are working against these people. They get them out of their homes. They get them out of their apartments, and they are under the influence of hive mind voice-to-skull technology. The hive mind and voice-to-skull technology is used to influence their decision-making once they have no more resources left. And I am aware in the case of going to Seattle, uh, the homeless people there are brought there by being told and manipulated to buy a Greyhound bus ticket and go somewhere. And uh, so if, let's say they have $500 left in their accounts and they got no home and they've been completely isolated by the gang stalking voice to skull program, they will be influenced by the technology itself to buy a ticket, get on a Greyhound bus and, draw, and go to Seattle, take a ride to Seattle. While they were on that Greyhound bus, there is a group of thugs that includes every single person on the bus. They work for the program. They work for people like private security, intelligence services, and uh, ex-military to completely isolate this individual. While on the bus, they are robbed. They are drugged. They have false confessions are beaten out of them. And the reason they do this is so if the person ever thinks about going to the police, they're told the false confessions are going to be used against you in a court of law and you're going to jail. They are driven to Seattle and on the Greyhound bus, they are then dropped off, completely drugged, completely um, disoriented, oftentimes starving. They have no money. They're robbed. They no longer have a driver's license, social security, credit card. That's why I'm blowing the whistle on this. These people need our help. They are dropped off on the side of the road outside the city of Seattle in the freezing cold and rain, and they are forced to walk into the city of Seattle. Once they get to Seattle, they are greeted by street theater and organized stalkers who are on the streets of Seattle hurl insults at them, generally psychologically torture them until they make their way with the assistance of Voice to Skull and people on the street, the DESC, the Downtown Emergency Service Center in downtown Seattle, 505 3rd Avenue, Seattle, Washington, 98104. And they are given shelter in that homeless shelter where they are experimented on mercilessly with Voice to Skull behavior modification technology, they, are, they have hive mind aspects of Voice to Skull tested on them where they participate in street theater with other people in the general area. Uh, 20, 30, 100 people sometimes are, being, are under the influence of this technology to practice tactics and protocol of hive mind uh, utilization of the technology for organized stalking that will eventually be used outside of Seattle against American people all over the country. Um, individuals like you and me and so then they're they're kept in this homeless shelter and this is the pool of people these homeless people that have been abducted from all over the country this is the pool from which sis selects its low-level security guards to then go and man a podium in an amazon-owned building where voice to skull hive mind technology is used to experiment on them while at work usually to fine-tune the visual aspects of the technology so that they can use it for things like facial recognition of high-placed um, corporate uh, power figures within corporations to identify facial features, to read computer screens from across the room, to read what is on someone's cell phone, and to read documents they may be carrying. And this is all done against the will of this test subject. Our fellow human beings are being experimented on by these people. Okay, uh, thanks for that. Okay, go ahead with your question real quick. What do you know about the reptilian agenda? Since I've been a part of this, I've had alien experiences twice, uh, two UFO experiences. 
Okay, he can't, probably couldn't answer the alienation question. If someone else has a question, quickly. I have. A, my name's Tom. Can you hear me? Can I ask a Go question? Ahead, Tom. We can hear Tom you. What's the question? Okay. Well, I. This is just uh, amazingly interesting, uh, Brian. Um, I. I. I'd like to. You know, see. I'd like it to see this get out into the public. And I just thought that um, uh, William Benny is an NSA whistleblower, and he's sided with TIs, and he's doing a survey. And I think it would be good for you to become part of that uh, uh, and his survey. Uh, And um, even the the possibility of uh, somebody like uh, Edward Snowden or um, Julian Assange of WikiLeaks, this would be good information to give to them, and I think, I think by siding with William Binney, I think it would be very credible. I'm just wondering how you you would feel about that type of uh, connection. Absolutely. I, I, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I, yeah. I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. I was just wondering how you would feel about connecting with uh, the. Uh, those type of ex-intelligence people. Are you familiar with William Benny and Kirk Levy, uh, Brian? Yes, I am. Yeah, thank you, Tom, uh, for your question. Yes, I am, Derek. I am familiar with William Benny. I do not know him personally. I have not spoken to him personally yet. I have had uh, third parties try to get us in contact with each other. Uh, so that is something I'm definitely open to in the future, and I'll, I will be pursuing that. Oh, very okay. good. Yeah, very good. Okay, uh, we have a minute uh, left. Uh, that's something I'd like to say. Okay, go ahead, Terry. Hi, Brian. My name's Terry. Uh, I run a website called StopGangStalkingCrimes.com, and I'm really pushing hard for all TIs to get out and work very hard at bringing public awareness <laughs> up by passing out flyers, wearing T-shirts, signs on their autos. Um what do you think about that? Do you not think that's the drive that we should all be working on right now is bringing up uh, public awareness from the ground up? Absolutely, Terry. Yeah, that's a great idea, and I will check out your website for sure. I, I agree 100%. I think the way to fight this thing is to get out into the streets, to make T-shirts, pass out pamphlets, flyers. I think the way that they are controlling this is they're keeping it on the Internet, and the only people that find out about it are people that already know about it and go on the Internet to look up information. Uh, that's the way I deal with gang stalkers. I do it uh, face-to-face out in the streets, and I, I don't try to hide anything. I'm very upfront with them and anybody else who might be listening, who these people are and what they're doing, and I think uh, we need more people like you doing that. So I will definitely support your efforts and try to spread the word to get people out there uh, more than they are now, and hopefully we can make some progress. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Ben. Looks like we um, we've uh, completed our interview with you, Brian. And thanks so much for you know again for being with us at this time. And um, this is a very important interview. Lots of uh, very good information. I know it it is being recorded, so a lot of people can make great use of this information um, that you've shared tonight, Brian. So hopefully uh, at some point you'll be able to return because there, there are lots of, you know, obviously there's lots of unanswered questions. But if you're willing, maybe you can uh, come back some time and, and spend some time again with us and uh, answer a few more questions. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I would love to, Derek, anytime. Right. Just let me know. Do you believe in the mass okay, surveillance? Great. Appreciate you being Okay, thank you, Derek. Talk to you later. Okay, man. Bye bye. Love you, bro. All right, bye bye. Hello, Derek. Yes, hi. This is Sally, and I didn't get a chance to break in to ask this question, but um, it seems to me that this apparatus is probably located on military bases, the main apparatus. It could be. Um, you know, apparently it is being rolled out on military bases across the U.S. Exactly which ones, I'm not sure, but uh, for those of you that live near military installations, um, you will understand that. Yeah, okay, thank you. Okay, um, we could have, you know, a brief discussion time about the uh, call if you like, and um, maybe we'll wrap up early tonight. Um, you know, we tried to, uh, you know, to get as many questions answered as we could, Um Brian is just one person, and um, but he'll be back with us again. He's he's becoming a part of the community, and I, I believe that he's in for the long haul. So um, if you didn't get your answer, your question answered tonight, you know, um, you know, rest assured that you'll you'll get a chance to ask, you know, again at a later time. Okay. So um, I think we covered a lot tonight and this past two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Amber. Some congestion here. Okay, um, are there more questions, uh, comments? Uh, I have a question. Um, his presentation, Derek. Um, yeah, this is Tom again. Hi, Tom. Hi. I um, I was on the call last Saturday. I I just I, oh. I came in at the end of it. Um, when you were discussing about being in contact with him, and uh, or what what last what day it was. Uh, lo and behold, uh, you were able to be in touch with him. Yeah, it was some miracle. It wasn't easy. Wow, that's wonderful. I uh-huh. hope he. I hope he's. I hope he's in it for the long haul, and and. Um, well, he intends to be. I he he seems to know it. Uh, he's able to ask answer everybody's questions. Uh, in a wide variety of um, issues that we face, and he's even um, brought some new angles into why we're being targeted and what what this targeting is all about. And I yeah. think that's very, very, very good at, at the social engineering aspect of it. 
especially right. when when I I look at all the years I've been targeted. It's they did. It, it, there's a purpose behind this. And yeah, uh, he explained that. that yeah, uh, people are people are making for, money off it, getting rich off it too, and uh, probably yeah. Um, but um, I just I think that would be a great. I think it's a one of the great things about. To happen is William Binney's uh, uh, survey, and I haven't had a chance to fill it out yet. But I've been in contact and planning on doing that. But I, I um, actually met William Binney once at the Left Forum a few years ago. Oh, you and did? How about yes, Friday? I did. And I told him about this, and he was he was very interested. And I told him what was happening to me, and he was very, very interested. And wow. uh, and then, but he had to run off and catch a plane, so I really didn't get a chance to talk to him after he 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 was at he did, was in a pa- on a panel, and uh, so but he seemed very, very interested. And I I said, <coughs> boy, this would be fantastic. And then lo and behold, he he gave a presentation at the um, in Belgium at that. Uh, Mike and Crow conference, you know, with yeah. um, and uh, now now it's this. So I I, I think um, it was like when he was, you know, when he first became a whistleblower, you know, it took him took many years for him to be validated of what he had said was true, you know, and he he probably you know was persecuted quite a bit, and now he's. He's uh, defending us to a certain extent. I think that could be a um, and and with this, Brian, Brian is just so well spoken that I I think that he has a lot to say, and that would quite give us hold on, hold on. credibility when it that would give us a lot of credibility. I think. Hello? Did we go offline? No. Hello. I don't want to keep talking forever, but uh I think Derek said hold on for a minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Tom, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, so, sorry. I call, but, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, he's a very mm-hmm. nice, nice man, William Benny. I, 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 you know, when I met him, he was. I never forget that meeting. Um, and, um, but the fact that uh, there's this survey, it just seems like that that could give us a lot of hope with somebody like him backing us, because we've. We've been going through this for so many years, and but I think this could be a good thing. And I think, you know, through William Binney, maybe somebody like even uh, Julian Assange or something could release documents that would, you know, validate what the, some of the things that Brian uh, is saying. And I think... Um, just like he was able to do for uh, William Benny, you know, he was Benny was called a liar and everything else and discredited and but uh, Julian Ed, Edward Snowden and Julian Assange sort of uh, you know made what he first said was you know the truth, shocking truth. But, uh, that's why why people are going to prison, you know, like uh, who was it, um, Chelsea Manning, you know, well he originally was like for 35 years, you know, and they they got pardoned, thank God. But uh, um, for for telling the truth, you know, that, that any little yeah, whistleblower, yeah. they really come at after hard as, uh, like Brian's being targeted right now. It's uh, so... Well, this is this is kind of different. Um, this is more than telling the truth. This it's is more something. This is something that affects everybody personally. It's not just documents, uh, government documents that people can read online and say, "Oh, aha, that's nice." This is something that affects everybody directly. Okay. This is a very important uh, event that is rolling out here. And well, it is. It's, I mean, this is, uh, he's talking about... The deep state. The deep state. Just that uh, there's one to two million people that was floating around the office. One to two million victims. So that kind of gives us some numbers to work with that we haven't had before. Yes. It, you know, wow. it's, it's not only the TI victims, you know. To me, he's confirmed the takeover of this country, which I've always thought was happening, but really it was kind of an assumption. But, you know, it's really hitting me hard that 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 theory is closer to the truth than I've ever heard, and I'm really devastated. I mean, I'm just sitting here. It's like I can't deny it anymore. I can't assume. Now I'm really thinking this is real, this takeover of this country. Yeah, uh, you know, and the, uh, just before that conversation opens up, Derek, I want to thank you for moving those questions along so well. You really did a good job keeping that rolling. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, 
uh, yeah, I tried to get as many questions answered as I could. I would probably have uh, did it a different way, but whatever. Um, people got a lot of the questions answered. But, you know, we don't have to have all of our questions answered tonight, okay? Um, he does plan to be with us. Uh, hopefully we can get some donations uh, so that he can be in a safer environment than being parked by the side of the road or wherever he at, wherever he's at, and in a car, he's vulnerable. So, and he's also uh, mentioning that he would prefer donations that could reach him instantly, like a Western Union or something, because PayPal would take a couple of days, and he wants to get rolling pretty quick. So he wants to get he wants to get a hundred dollars. Uh, and yeah, if possible, um, that would get him rolling. And um, and to Phoenix, Arizona is his destination at this time. So um, guys, whatever you could do, um, I have made a, a donation myself. I will say, and uh, so hopefully we can get enough um, that. If we get, if we can get, uh, and I gave him ten. I would just say that if we get ten more people to give him ten, he'd have a hundred. I mean, ten. I'm not the greatest at math, right? Nine more people to give him ten, we'd have a hundred. So, um, so he can get. He would. He would be on the road, and that's all he needs to get. So, there it is. That's the call. Uh, but anyway, um, I think Brian did a very good job. Uh, he was very, very thorough in the answers that he gave of what he knew about. And what he's talking about is a very extensive program of uh, social engineering, as he calls it. So um, I do know that people have, um, some people have passed around the recording that we did last week, the podcast. So I would only assume that this podcast will get passed around as well. I don't know. So hopefully this will, you know, get passed around far and wide. Uh, so perhaps some relevant, important uh, eyes and ears will receive this information. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Derek, this is Dutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, uh, you, uh, it sounded like reading your letter, uh, the bulletin, that you may have his private number. I don't need it. Uh, it just uh, reminds him that I'm close to the border, you know, uh, reading here uh, to Oregon. You know, it's only a couple hundred miles. And, uh, and then wherever he's at, you know, above there, uh, it, it's he can come to my place spend the night or spend a week. Uh, let him know that if, if you know if you do talk to him that's, again privately. That's, 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 yeah. He's not he's not he's not near where you're at. He's in Colorado. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, gotcha. So okay. Uh well uh, the thought was there anyway. So uh okay. absolutely appreciate that's much appreciate that. Okay, well I'll I'll step aside just so someone else can speak. Right, Hi, Derek. Um, this is Anna. Alrighty. Hi. 
Um, I have a question. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Okay, is somebody trying to speak? This is Donna. I need to do it. Well, I'm still at Tom McClelland. I'm still on. Um, and I guess we, I think. Donna, I don't think about, they can hear us in there. Uh, him being in contact with William Benning. Can you hear me, Donna? Mentioned we plan to in the future. We've heard about him. And uh, so I think that would be uh, uh, a credible thing to do. Um, I think, you know, possibly somebody who would expose this would be uh, like a social, just mass social engineering uh, that's going on that he's he's exposing is, um, and that all of his uh, TI okay, is of part of. I, I think that um, this is huge. No. And, uh, this is like uh, something that, you know, might be like the search committee hearings or something like that. Okay, I, can't do this. I can't do this. And I, I think that it's something that needs to be exposed. And... Um, you know, yeah, some like like a uh, like maybe possibly the Electronic Frontier Foundation. They might be, I think, one group to contact. Well, who else was? WikiLeaks. Maybe some this information could be sent to them. Julian hey. Assange's organization. Emma, can I uh, ask something? Who is? Yeah. Am I the only one that's concerned for his safety that uh I was I was hoping that he could like skip the country like Julian Assange and, and Snowden did, that if somebody's gonna blow the whistle at such proportions, I was hoping that he wouldn't have to remain in the US. I, I I just fear that that you know there there I just fear for his safety so much. I think that's a valid. I think his safety would be a valid point. That's um, he's risking his life. I yeah. Think. And I yeah. Even traveling in a car, he could be targeted. Yeah, I, I just fear that blowing the whistle on. This well, such, it's such an important topic to blow the whistle on. I just fear he's marked, you know. And and I I I you know when Snowden and Assange, he blew the whistle. They skipped they skipped town completely, you know. And I I just wish that he could do the same. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds like as they were working for the uh, you know government like contractors, and you know they had top secret. Uh, government information that they were exposing, uh, you know, corruption. But uh, yeah, guess, and they were able to like leave the country kind of, through the whistle. And I, I fear that you know he's 
Maybe he doesn't want to, but I fear I just fear that he he should he should he should leave the U.S. I think. Well, I mean, um, Brian is not wanted by the law. You know, he's not. Uh, as far as I know, there, there are no warrants for his arrest, and the police okay. are not looking for him. Um, he will probably be somewhat safer overseas, but then he would probably uh, be not as effective as being here. And I, I guess I thought maybe he could be as effective uh, by long distance because of the other two I just mentioned are very effective. But if you, you know, I just fear, I just fear for his life. That's, you know, that's all. Well, Snowden could be a lot more effective if, if he was here. Uh, right now, he has tremendous, um, tremendous appeal, but that's because he has uh, notoriety, and and he, and he does because he has government documents to back up his claim. Um, let's see. Um, Brian doesn't have government documents, probably that I know of. Hmm but he does have a compelling story. Mm-hmm. And if he's able to convince some others to um, to jump ship, you know, the way that he did, he'd have something really compelling, but at the same time, not illegal. So he's not at risk of arrest. So like Assange would be, and like Simone would be. So he doesn't really have to leave the U.S. So he just basically has to elude uh, the uh, the group stalkers, which are hassling him at the moment. Um, I'm not sure how, um, and they're probably trying to um, uh, to frighten him and intimidate him. Um, whether they'll really carry out those threats, you know, we don't really know. And he doesn't either, and he suspects that it's it's intimidation, but he doesn't really know whether um, they'll carry out those threats or not. But in his in his position, though, um, he is very vulnerable, and he needs to be um, in shelter. And uh, if he was there, uh, he could more easily assess the situation and decide you know, what his options are. But right now, he's very vulnerable. You know, I came up with a crazy idea, Derek. Somebody mentioned his driving to Phoenix. That's very real. I have a crazy idea. What happens if we get some people to just follow him on the highway along the way for a couple of hours? He's going crazy, right? Is he really? Well... You know, people that we got people in Denver, we got people in Colorado Springs. I don't yeah, know about New black, Mexico. Mexico outside. Sure. He's going to take the southern route, so we'd be going through Santa Fe, Albuquerque, areas like that. Well, it's possible. Um, we'd have to um, we'd have to talk about that um, maybe Monday or something. You know, just an hour down the highway following him or two hours in case something happens. Turn around and come back, and then the next person. I know it's crazy. It's really crazy. But it's a good point, the woman who just brought that up. Because that drive 
um, can be very desolate, especially the part coming out of Colorado, going through New Mexico. It's all desert. You can go hours without seeing anything. That could be true. Yeah, it sounds like a dangerous trip. Unless he goes through the mountains, but that in itself could be it's a harder drive. But I've taken that drive yeah. a lot to Tucson, and it it's desolate. It's almost scary desolate, you know, even if you have a cell phone. Oh. Just thought. Yeah. Um, well, we, we need some, some uh, volunteers in Colorado or New Mexico. or. I don't know anybody in New Mexico, do you? Uh, well, um, there are a few it would be people. It would have to be Santa Fe. Taos, Albuquerque is a little too west. God, it's the truth and consequences. You go through nothing, town. Nothing. Huh. I suppose he could be going through the mountains. You know, that way you've, you're going to be running in, you're going to run into a lot more people that way. Except coming through Grand Canyon down to Phoenix, and then that's a little desolate. But I don't know any other way but those two ways. The Grand Canyon down to Phoenix? Well, you can go across the mountains, like through Aspen, and, and, you know, it's mountainous, very mountainous, and you go through the Independence Pass, which is scary as hell, almost like one lane, and then you go to Utah, and then you go south. But you're passing through the mountains, you're passing through ski areas, you're passing through areas where people live. Oh. But it takes longer, too. It's a oh. harder drive. It's not all, The other way is all highway. Why would he want to be where a lot of people are? I've driven all the... Um, yeah, I don't know, um, Barbara. <laughs> we'd have to see, you know, who would be willing to do something like that. Uh the most active person I know in Colorado is Sanchu, and, uh, oh, Mark, well, I probably shouldn't mention his name, but uh, there's a guy in Colorado Springs that might be interested in helping. I'd have to run this by him. Um, okay. Other than that, I don't know. Can you hear me? It was a long shot. <laughs> Just an idea came to my brain. Oh. Hello. Phoenix, Arizona seems like a, a dangerous place to go nowadays with Homeland Security and everything. It does. I don't does. know. It seems like there's, you know, things are getting worse there with the immigrant situation. So there's going to be a lot more militant type the type of people who who we might think are the one the types who are targeting targeting us in that area more concentrated i would think i don't know but that's what i'd think a lot of homeland security and everything they're pretty that sheriff arpaio or something what a what a horrible person yeah, there, there are a lot of, you know, um, I I just hope hope he's going to be safe there. 
There might be some good people there, you know, who uh, are uh, fighting he'll, he'll against him. Right. He'll probably be all right in, in Phoenix, um, at least as well as other places. I there. hope so. Are you there? I don't know, because of the immigrant situation now and the border wall supposedly being built and with Donald Trump. You know. Oh, that is that is such nonsense, though. I don't know if that's really going to lie. Well, it is nonsense, but they're serious about it. I mean, I've, you know, another thing about Trump, as we're talking about Trump, there's an... There's an article that came out recently about the young Donald Trump, whose father, we, no, whose father's youngest brother is named John Trump. He, um, this is really weird. I've I've thought about this, how far it possibly could go, about the uh, reading about this young Donald Trump, and his association with his uncle, who his middle name is, Donald John J. Trump, John Trump, um, he was in the Manhattan Project in New York. I don't know if you ever anybody's ever heard of that. And and um, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he was uh, he he was, and I I heard part to, that you know to to make the man the the atomic bomb. And uh, Donald, a young Donald Trump, became very close to him. Uh, he he was he might have been one of the head leaders of this project. You know, one of the top physicists, and he had um, connections to um, Telsa's some of Telsa's patents, which were used to make the trigger for the atomic bomb. Oh, and, uh, yeah. There was something about Tesla's. That was, there was, that was a correlation there. Yeah, okay. So, now, MKUltra seemed to have grown out of the Manhattan Project that the security people, um, the security that, uh, that ran uh, that were kept the security for the Manhattan Project became it kept the security for the MK Ultra project, and I think that a lot of what we're at least on my end, I I haven't as much as happened to me, I haven't gone into a lot of a lot of it, but I think that the um so. I, you know, it's you know. I think that there's a there could be a connection. I mean, it's there's some devious things that happened, uh, you know, with uh, MK Ultra, and because uh, most of the records were destroyed, you know, the 130 some odd projects there were. Basically, all the only thing that came out of it was like maybe Frank Olson uh, getting doused with LSD and pushed out of a window and uh, others. But it was much more, it went far beyond what I believe what was exposed. A lot of it was covered up. 
church committee hearings and everything. So I I don't know. Just I can see how Donald Trump could have a connection. He's he's a to me he's a very sinister person and and I think there were probably sinister people back in the you know why everything now is so secret. And I think that possibly Donald Trump it has has more information, you know, than we realize. Connections, possibly because of his uncle. And uh, then he was he was his father's lawyer was uh, connected with Richard Nixon, and Richard Nixon was v- vice president when MK Ultra began. Um, so. So I guess it seems like, um, you know, we can talk all about what's happening to us, but I I think that we have to convince people, uh, you know, we need a whistleblowers or something, that sort of a thing to to be effective. And uh, I think that somebody like uh, um, William Benny is a good person to have on our side. Yeah, William Benny and uh, the other man. Uh, right. The other one, the other uh, that part of this uh, survey, Kirk. 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 We. Weeb. Weeby. 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 Okay. But anyway. Um. And um and Brian. And Brian, right. Um, He's definitely a whistleblower. He definitely is. Uh, what about on. what about that guy who was going across the United States? He seems like he would fit in with uh, Brian to a certain degree. Do you, if you remember who I'm talking about. I'm David Boyd. Okay. Yes, I am. Is he? He's still going, I think. I don't know. What's no, not going? right now. You're talking about David's voice. Uh, Derek, did you know that the co- Linda's number? People on Linda's number are trying to get unmuted and they can't, and it's a mess. Because <laughs> a lot of people are talking, and then you guys keep talking and can't hear them. Anyway, I just wanted to say this: I was targeted heavily on the Navajo reservation. I enjoy driving across country where there are less people rather than more people. You know, if, if uh, he can run into um, some good TIs, that's that's one thing. But uh, I, I do enjoy that. But I was heavily targeted. So he had. Um, I, I saw someone working when I came out of the restroom in one of a, uh, a stop, and then I had to drive about a hundred miles before I got to another stop, and. Uh, during that time, I was I was in a motorhome with a U-Haul and a truck on the back. And what he had done, I knew he had done something, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And uh, it was pulling funny. So I stopped in the middle of nowhere, and my truck was halfway off the U-Haul. Uh, so he had he had messed with the strap there. But so you can't. That's the only place I would I would avoid is the Navajo reservation. It's pretty big. But apparently there are perps in that area. Um, anyway, I was going to add that you all were talking about at that time, you know, the different routes. 
uh, people did try to um, accompany David Voigt while he was doing his walk across the country, and he got about halfway, I think. I'm not sure hmm. what he's now, but he's heavily targeted. His family has been targeted, so he's kind of put a, a stop to it for now. But he'll probably get back into it, too. Anyway, I don't know what's going on with these calls, because after okay. Brian left, uh, oh. Linda and Donna and others were trying to get unmuted, and they couldn't. I don't know what's going on. They I don't know why they can't here. unmute. Um, if they're in, in this call, they just press star six, they can uh, self-unmute. Yeah, they'll have uh, to call in again. I just hung up from Linda's number, because I called in on uh, Linda's number. I didn't know you were doing it tonight. So when I couldn't get unmuted either, I thought, well, this is crazy. So I called in on your regular Saturday and Monday number. That was the only way it worked. Okay. Um, well, if 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 they want to, I'm not sure what the um, what the issue is. If if they're talking they, and want to be heard, they'll have they, to call in like you did. Derek, if they called in like I do with a group of people, sometimes the conference call for people that their uh, phones won't work and they've been calling the conference calls. Whoever called your call has to be the one to unmute. Only that that person can unmute to get for everybody to speak. That's on the conference call that um, called in. Yeah, so if, have, they can self-unmute, though. So that's not really an... Well, know, that's what I mean, but it, ha- it has to be the person that actually dialed into this call that, right. that unmutes and they'll unmute the whole group. That is true. That is true. So whoever is called in would have to do that. Can I say something about my call? Hello? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing was, we were... Uh, we had a guest who said, would you like me to to um, stream Derek's call so we could all listen to it from there? Because they kept sending people over to the call, and it got very confusing. And, and even if you had, you were unmuted, but you couldn't be heard because this call was streaming over to my room. It wasn't that nobody could talk and be heard in Derek's room from my room. Does that make sense? Yeah. Why am I hearing me? Um, Lonnie, can you hear me? We weren't we weren't trying to cut you out, and we weren't trying to keep anybody from talking. Nobody could talk, ask questions from my call. I hope that was okay with you that we streamed your call, Derek. People wanted to hear it. Yeah, it was oh, good. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Okay. Okay, I'm going back to my call now because I got to take care of that room. Thanks, Derek. Okay, you're welcome. You think we should get off and let Linda have her call? That's fine with me. (laughs) (laughs) Just asking. Are you going to do tomorrow night now or not? Um, you know, I was I was thinking of I thought Linda said she was going to come over here, and if she was, I was going to let Linda do tomorrow night. But yeah. it looks like she she is running her call. Yeah, she is. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I might just I might let Frank 
Well, no, Frank probably already did his call. Um, I have to think about that. Um, Thank you, I, Jimmy. If I do, it'll probably yeah, be for uh, a short time, not the entire time. Jimmy, let's. Jimmy, let's stop streaming. Are you still um, here? Because, you know, even if I, let's if stop I did. streaming the call. Okay. Thanks. We can have our own call now. Hi, you guys. I'm going to unmute the room. Just that there was no reason for us to be unmuted because we couldn't respond to Derek's call. That was not where what with what we were doing. Hi there, Lonnie. Lonnie, it wasn't a mess. It was it. We couldn't respond. It was just being streamed in here. We weren't a part of his call. We were just streaming so we could listen. And people were muted because we didn't. We wanted to hear it, so we didn't want. But nobody could talk from here. Okay. Is that Luda from Northeast New York? Hey, Luda. And the rest of us. Northwest California. So who's here? Who's Northwest California? Is that Barbara? Who is it? EMF Linda. Hey, EMF Linda. Did you listen to Derek's call? You know, I was, I was just asked to uh, ask you, moderator, good moderator, healthy Linda. Um, what did I miss? I just got back on. What what happened for the two? Um, I had something I had to do, so uh, so I got on at 8:30. What occurred in the first two and a half hours, please? Just listen. To, just listening to that guy. The security group, the security guy that's just been, um, uh, um, that's just been um, coming out again. Brian guy. Guy, yeah. I really liked his stuff. Did did he come out with yet another? um, No, he just talked it live and well, so people could ask questions. You know. Oh, oh, so he was like live. Yeah. Instead of recorded. Right. Oh, God. I think he's Which really good. I'm sorry I missed that. Uh, hope, hopefully uh, no, he'll, he'll get yeah. uh, on again. Well, according to, according to Derek, he'll be around a lot. So we can you, you'll be able to listen to it. I, I'm not, um, it was recorded on my call, so you can go back and listen to the recording if you want to hear what he had to say. But it's kind of just, that, well, it's a lot of gloom and doom. He makes me nervous, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll be useful. I'm sure he'll be helpful. And the other people can go back. People with computers can go back and listen. But you know I'm computer-free and cell phone-free. Also pain-free, you know, generally. But anyway, that's okay. I can can, uh, catch in the future somehow. So what was the the dialogue? What was the conversation about? Was he driving? Was he trying to get from one point? I have no idea what that was about. Just he wanted, I guess he wanted to drive somewhere and... People were talking about how how he could do that, and how they could keep him safe, or while well, he was doing it. I don't know. I don't know. He's I don't really know. I wasn't. Huh? What? He's got a lot of support now. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. I, I mean, I I hope I hope that he's for real, and I hope that everybody does a lot of good for the community. Well, I sure do. Um. I continue to be delighted, uh, you know, at, at all the, the, the whistleblowers and the, like the Texas Mark said, you know, they're coming out of the woodwork. And that is my perception, too. I mentioned that I heard a couple of uh, 
skinheads, former skinheads, you know, uh, do 180, and now they're uh, making amends, and one of them's written a book, an autobiography of a skinhead, both of them sounded very credible and intelligent, and, and it gave uh, a lot of insight. It was on the alternative news, don't you know, the other day. So I'm thinking, you know, it's just a short matter of time, like okay. it's night, until the, some of the perps and uh, some of the other principles in this whole disaster okay. uh, uh, surface. Thank That's you. That's Okay, is someone talking in the background? Is, is um, who's ever talking in the background? Do you want to put yourself on? Would you hit star six? Is that when you you well, you well there's noise, and then when you want to talk, then come on back, hit star six again. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, what, what what is the skinhead conversation? What is that about, Linda? Oh, um, it's um. You know, um, the alternative kind of news, KPFA Pacifica, Pacifica Radio, that has uh, stations in, in several cities, including Houston and I guess New York, but it's uh, out of Berkeley, uh, and it's um, it's a, it's listener-sponsored radio. You know, like the truth. They they accept no no uh, corporate uh, money, and so uh, they're. they're uh, but anyway, so so it follows. It's the same station where Amy Goodman, Democracy Now, uh, is on uh, twice in the mornings, on the weekday mornings. In between, they have a couple of other broadcasters. And so one of them was interviewing uh, skinheads uh -huh. who have, have done an about-face and are now working full-time on, on getting their story out and explaining to the public, you know, what motivated them to as like 13 and 14 insecure 13 and 14 year old boys uh to join a hate group so um it was a, you know insightful okay um, and like i said one of them apparently has written a book which i i uh, might like to get my hands on uh, the, i think the title is a, a, an autobiography Autobiography of a skinhead. Uh, his name is Frank something or other, but uh, he's uh, he's talking to youth and, and the public, you know, uh, uh, despite uh, threats on his life uh, to to you know expose and and uh, reveal uh, uh, how he, like I said, as a thirteen insecure thirteen fourteen year old boy, uh, uh, was was recruited. Uh, and well, I frankly think that these skinheads are a part of, are one of the main segments of our perpetrators, and that's lovely that they feel better. But I've I've run up against a couple online, and they create as much chaos as they can. They go after people, including me, and do their best to get me upset. And all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, information from my past was suddenly coming out of their mouths, and it was ugly. And frankly, I, at this point, don't, I mean, it's really nice that they did that, but I hope they can do that. But I don't, hopefully, hopefully leopards change their spots, but, you know, I'm, I'm, that's fine. That's good. But, um, Linda, I just don't much care <laughs> about what they're doing. 
that's lovely, that's great, but I'm not a fan of skinheads. I don't care how you uh, Right, right. <laughs> Linda, you've got to know. You know me uh, well enough to know that I'm not, right. not promoting any of the, the uh, you know, the ideals, the goals of the skinheads. But what I'm saying is that, that there are, it's just people are popping up. Yeah, people are popping up and, you know, exposing and speaking out. And it's, 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 this is the solution, as I see it. Okay. Uh, can I say something quick? That yes. Was, okay. That was one thing that he did say, uh, that people who are involved in the way he was involved, there are good people there just waiting for the right opportunity or the right moment to come out and join in speaking out on this thing. And he does know. He knows a lot of them. So I do appreciate that. And I, I think prayer is, prayer is my um, solution to that because their hearts can be touched. And By the way, Imani, this, car, this call was not a mess. The reason nobody could respond to Derek from my call because we were streaming his call into my call. We were not in a position to respond to him. It wasn't that things were a mess over here. It was very controlled over here so that we could listen to that mess. call. Linda, okay? I did not say it was a mess. Yeah, you I did, honey. I heard you. You said it's a mess it over here. to do with you. Well, it wasn't a mess don't over here. Don't take it personally. Well, I did. <laughs> well, don't. Sorry. Well, okay. It was a mess that nobody could get on. That well, we weren't able to get on from here. Right. That was not the purpose of this call being, being, um, you know, this was not the purpose of this call being streamed. We were well, only able said, to listen. Okay. Nobody, nobody said it was your fault. Okay. Nobody well, said that. And I well, certainly didn't okay. even dream of it until you just brought this up. But well, it wasn't, I heard Donna say. Hello, hello. Then I heard you say hello, hello, and then you said this is ridiculous. So I thought, okay, what do I do now? So I hung up. I had called in on your call, and I so I hung up and listened to Brian the whole time. And then this other guy was talking to Derek, and I just kept talking and talking and talking. So I thought, okay, we'll try Monday and Saturday numbers, and that works. And I don't know how the technology works, so I don't blame moderators for that sort of thing. Okay, just wanted to let you know. And Toomey, thank you very much for streaming a call. That was very thoughtful of you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, okay. Guess. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess what comes to my mind right now with Lonnie and, you know, the different people coming out, if they were perps in the past, that they signed up for it, they helped, they helped build the program. Um, personally, I don't know how to feel about that because, <laughs> you know, there's so much, and, I, you know, I'm going to wait and see and gather information and maybe formulate an opinion later. Right. But I can't really forgive and forget just because they've developed a conscience and they want to do something about it. But it's kind of like, but we're still being tortured right now. Um when is that going to stop? You know, it's nice that they developed a conscience. I have to find a way to forgive that. I don't know how to do that yet. Lonnie, yeah. what do you think? I think you will. Oh, you're a, yeah. 
you serve the living God, and that's how we learn how to do it. I don't do it. I don't do that uh, all the time. I have one that comes on at least two or three times a week, and that person, as far as I'm concerned, is really psychopathic and loves doing what he does, and the torture is something that is enjoyable to him. Now, this person, uh, but I firmly believe that if Jeffrey Dahmer or Adolf Hitler uh, sincerely and completely repented of their sins a minute before they died, they will be in heaven. I honestly believe that. God has said that. Yeah. That's between them them and God. But, I mean, from human to human, that's that's very difficult. I'm sure God's going to judge everyone depending on all the things, good and bad. Everything will be weighed out. But as far as I feel, I, you know... I don't feel like giving those people an audience right now because it's like giving them power. I don't know. It's maybe resistance. I need to get over it, but um, I don't feel like giving them an audience just because they decided to, you know, um, talk about it, you know, because they're talking about We're talking about it all the time. So what's so big, what's the big deal if they start talking about it? But the no, big I, deal is that it'll, in, you know, this is everything that you all are working for is is uh, to publicize it and expose it, you know, to the rest of the public so that it will stop. Yeah, I think it's two or three people joining him in what he's saying. And he's very articulate about what he's saying. He's got a very good understanding of the part that he was involved in, you know, not the overall probably. But, um, uh, you know, if he gets two or three people and they're saying the same thing, that's important. I think that's really good for us. But I don't think it's good for us to be scared to death, and he was very scary. I, I, oh. I have a lot of trouble with that. When somebody it's says that it's going to take over the world, every member of this country is going to be going to be mind-controlled, and, you, you know, they've got this... It's like, let's listen to Matthew, Aaron, before we make up our minds, because Matthew has some serious opinions about some of the things that this man has said. And um, Matthew's got his Ph.D. in in science is so right on the money for us. In biology, technology, he's just right. He's got it. And he knows what he's talking about. He's a a scientist. Mm -hmm. And he knows what he's talking about. I like Matthew. I like Matthew. He's so smart. He's so down to earth. I'm sorry I missed that conversation. Actually, well, not that sorry. I I was watching um, Hubble Universe you know, imagery and uh, learning some astronomy while that was going on. So I I don't regret doing that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, I learned so much tonight. Um, but what is the what is the kind of scary stuff, Linda, that I missed? Well, the, the cool thing is my call did record it. And oh, okay. um, and so if you want to go back and listen to him, you can. Uh, but it was uh, basically, I I just I, he was scarier than Brian too. Let me put it that way. Uh-oh. In my opinion. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. his name is B R Y A N too. You know, this guy's name is oh. Brian too. He was, in my opinion, it was like it was pretty much gloom and doom. And I I don't oh, think no. that's doing us any good. I I don't think that ever. You know, I mean, do we need? We don't need to know the the fine details, you know, of, of of exactly what's happening. 
we need to know that we've got plenty of evidence right now that's very solid right there, and Matthew will talk about that. And, you know, we've got so much evidence as it is that we can go forward with, and we keep going in these circles to get wider and wider and more extravagant and bigger and bigger, and it's like we're all going in circles. I think we have to stop going in circles, but that's just my opinion. You know, that just worries me. I don't think we're going in circles. In my mind, the picture is we're like um, tethers, you know, off of, you know, everybody's working on a different direction. But I believe that it's all connected, so it's not going to be for not. It it will, you know, everybody's efforts are going to eventually feed back um, to a stronger union. Um, yes, for no excuse me. Yes, for noble truth. He was streamed, streamed into here. That's how we could listen to him from here. Um, well, guess thirty nine. That's your opinion. <laughs> what? <Yes>. Is it? <laughs> um, he was not gloom and doom. He was offering his help. Could you could you be more specific on how he's going to help us? Because I'm not sure. I've heard that yet, and I'm not saying that. Sure, sure, Four Noble Truth. Um, um, I'm not sure exactly what his plan is to help us. That's what I'm waiting to hear, and I don't, I don't know that I know. He's trying to give. He's trying to express the truth. We have to deal with truth, and that he's expressing what he understands to be. We want to make sure it's the truth. You know, we don't know. I mean, how does he know that they're going to going to have every man, woman, and child mind controlled in this country? That's he doesn't know that. Nobody can that know is, that. Just okay, like Brian too can't know what they're what that they're fifty years ahead of us. Nobody knows what's going to happen in fifty years. We have to stay with what's happening right now. Try to close that. Linda, what? you really get scared. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get scared. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I, I don't want to hear that we don't have a chance. Calm I don't want to hear that there's no chance. No, I can't calm down. I don't want to yes, hear that we don't have a chance. You need to talk to Mike or somebody like that. What the deal is, what? <laughs> what they're expressing is they're telling us that that's the plan. Now, unless the truth comes out, if we keep squelching it because it's scary, then it will never come out. If that is truth, we need to know it. The truth is a bedrock. If we don't stand we also, on it, absolutely, hon. But here's not, the deal: we have a lot of truth already. We don't. I mean, how much more truth do we need? I can't pick and choose. A lot of facts. Mm-hmm. A that is important for us to deal with, for the world, for the nation to deal with. We've already it, got a great deal of truth, Lonnie. You know, yeah, we kind of know that, but the thing is that the difference is truth is not necessarily in the plan. The plan can be made up, and it can change as we go along, and a plan is not rock solid. It can always change. Exactly. So it's kind of, it's kind of good yeah. to know the plan, but I don't believe that that's going to be, you know. There was a plan for a presidency. There was a plan for, uh, you know... The British Revolution, American Revolution, it didn't work out the way they planned. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's kind of that. Yeah, that's true. And yes, 
if we don't, if we, and we've got a lot of absolutes right now um, going into what it could be, um, it just seems to me we've got plenty of, of abuse being heaped on us right now. And we can talk about that and we can get that out to the public. Um, you know, but talking about what it could be, uh, they, we need the support of the public. And if we get too far, they well, just my opinion. If we get too far out there, it's going to be difficult. Linda? Yes. Um, I have a question. Are, are you more scared um, about the fact that he said that this can be used on everyone and not just the targets? Because well, what bothers me is that he said it can be used on everyone without them even knowing it. And if they don't know, and it's like, whoa, God, it's going to get big, and everybody's going to be in a bad mood over bad mood over in this department, but not that. I just, I just don't don't think we get to operate on theory. I just, I just think we need to operate on facts. And what is sitting in front of us now? That's but what? Why? Why should it be used on me? Versus everyone else. Well, that's a good question. I don't know, and that's and something we don't so, know. And the more people that it's used on, the more public it's made aware of. Uh, I, I think that's when we'll get help. But if it's if they're if they're just targeting certain people and using this on me, I, I don't think. Uh, well, it's legal, but it's illegal. So. Um, yes. I think it's scarier to know, I mean, the, the technology is already out there, so who they use it on, who they choose to use it on, or who can, can I get my hands on it? I would like to get my hands on it now at this <laughs> point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why is it that only some people have this technology and are torturing people? As, in my, this is my opinion, that once it's brought to the public, and um, then that is the only way to stop it. That's just my opinion. But well, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be just public. one person. It shouldn't be just people, me, be me uh, as a, as a uh, you know, torture program for certain Americans. I mean, the more people know about it, I think the more people it will, because it's true, it can be used on anybody as it appears. Um, but yeah. it, who, who has this um, technology, though? Um, okay, now, but what I'm saying is, for instance, Terry is getting it out. Terry is getting it out there. The fact that it is happening and people should know, and he's doing a heck of a job. You know, I, I, I just, well, whatever. We can all believe anything we we feel we need to, and uh, I know that <laughs> Kyle and I don't always agree. Kyle, you want to talk? <laughs> um, I'd like to I, share something. Yes. Um, Shoot them. You know, the weirdest thing is uh, one time about five months ago, we were at a Dairy Queen, and this lovely couple with a couple children got out of their car. They pulled up, got out of their car. They all looked so happy, and they were smiling, and everything was going great. And they walked into the Dairy Queen. They were there maybe less than five minutes. They came out, and, oh, my gosh, you'd think that they'd been hit with war. It was so weird. Yeah. And I wondered then, I wondered, because I know when we go to this particular town, we get hit hard in many different ways. And uh, I wondered, you know, it's not, I, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of believe the guy. Well, no, you, please believe it. I think 
if he's if he truly is coming out and he truly knows what he, exactly what he's talking about, um, great. I, I think it's great. I just I don't I don't want to be scared, but I just want to go with what is and what's happening and get it out there. I don't think we can function in what ifs. I just don't. No, think I can. agree with that. Sure, of course. But Linda, you're more scared. You're a target, right? So this is being used on oh, yeah. you in certain, right? So this is being used on you. But you're more scared that it's going to be used on other people too, not just you. That scares you more that it's going to be available to the public, like to not available. No, but. let me tell you. Let me answer you. Um, yeah. I'm scared that it's sounding like we can't get. It's so huge that we can't get a handle on it, and now we're going up in a direct. direct Another direction, this is not government, this is somebody else, this is... I I just don't want to see us going in circles. I just don't want us to see us going, oh, here's a new, and this guy, and maybe, you know, I just want to see us go with what's in front of us now, and we don't have to prove what's in the future. I don't I don't think, if that sounds good to you guys, that's, hey, you you know, you certainly are entitled to, to um, you know, contribute to his little GoFundMe thing, and... Hopefully he can get moving and help us. Or no. I mean, I don't know him. I mean, I just heard No, him. I'm not interested in that. I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, sure. and if I if I met him by, in, like, if I met him front, front to front and you know, face to face, um, I went, you know, over the phone. I, I'm not saying that I even, but but I was just trying to say that, I mean, it, the technology is out there, whether... The best thing is to get it known because it, the only way is is to stop it. Why can't and, we start by getting people to know what technology is already there? And it's now and it's harmful and we need to address it as it is right now. That's what oh, I feel. Exactly. Um, Me too. I agree. And if we get into a lot of what-ifs and if maybe someday it might, then we're going to be spinning again. We need to go with what is right now. Is the spinning mean the same thing as the loop? As a community, we get into the loop? Well, yeah, kind of. We're going to loop the, back. The whirlwind of nothing. Should I call it nothingness? The whirlwind there of nothingness. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I Hi, just don't want to. Miss Lauren. Miss Lauren. Hi, yeah. Lauren. That's exactly what I'm saying. Nothing. I just don't want to see us going, going all of a sudden following uh, this hero. I, and then that. I really can feel you on that aspect, Linda, because one thing with him, and if, I'm not going to list another name, so we've had a lot of experts that know about this technology, and I mm-hmm. sit there, and the only thing that goes through my mind, and then I'm out, I feel like you're giving me just a smidgen, like a like parsley sprig on a hamburger plate, but it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're not giving me the full secrets of life and yeah. death that Frankenstein you You're just go. giving me one page, but you're not giving me the journal, you know, and yeah. I know they're holding back, and I know that, I think they think that parsley is supposed to make me feel good, but I'm not really wired that way. I want the whole, need, give me the notebook. Give me the notebook so I can study what's going gritty. on. Exactly. We need the nitty-gritty. We need the nitty-gritty to and know all exactly. Of it. And all and we of do, it, not just yeah. the page. And we don't the need to be told. that I think it's CERN. If they let CERN go, everybody in the world would be totally mind-controlled. To different degrees, they can do it. They can do a whole population at one time. That's no, no, we need a scientist. We now. need a scientist to back that Pardon up. Me? We they're need a scientist. I'm trying to think uh, it, where I saw that. I think it was Catherine Horton or somebody. 
well, like that the other day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, and I've heard this before also. And, okay. And Robert, so we need them I, I, to... Look, I'm with you guys, okay? I say strengthen the things that remain and don't dwell on the mis- on you know how terrible it really is. But at the same time, uh, I'm listening to people like Brian to Robert Duncan. Uh, Alex mm-hmm. Jones, he says it all the time. Maybe we could uh, do something if everybody got on board right now. And that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we're human beings, and and we live to uh, survive. And, well, and, and how are we getting on board? And how are we getting on board? Well, let me just share this. Um, I shared it with two two people this week, one being uh, a kind of a friend that I've been doing her hair for a while. And... Uh, it was to the point she said, I don't want to hear about it. We can't be friends if I hear about it at all. Well, I got tortured so bad this week, and she called last week, and I didn't return her call because I'm tired of playing La La Land, and I'm tired of kissing people's <laughs> rear ends when I'm over here getting fried to death. You know? It's not funny, haha. I like what you just said. I yeah. like that. I like that. So then she, she calls me back, you know, and I just told her, I said, you know what, I just can't play the game with you anymore. I, I You know, uh, I can't remember everything I said, but I just told her, I said, look, this is really happening. I really laid it out for her. And when I got to the part about the FBI and, and or uh, NSA and William Benny and all the lawsuits that are starting and going to be, taking everything people got. She says, I'm out. I, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you, know, what is that? But you know, okay. I was at the point, I didn't care because I knew she was a fair weather friend. If I have to play uh, uh, a lucid, lucid game to have a friend, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I just really don't yeah. have that friend. That not makes yet. sense. <laughs> what about, may I say something here? What about, okay, what about when we're trying to appeal to, to the rest of the country? Are we going to say, if you're not going to listen? I mean, I, I agree. We don't need to sucker or uh, just be quiet for, for but, people you know, to be the one to be friends. But, but I agree with that. But what I'm saying, too, is if we just say, listen, this is it, we know, because we know that someday that's going to happen. The, the rest of the world is not going to care. They're not going to listen to us. Someday... If 50 years from now it's going to be this way, well, they're going to look at us and say, how the hell do you know? I you know? Encourage them. Well, it's it's happening now. They start feeling symptoms. And then it's they're happening going to go, now. oh, wait a minute, well, I heard about that. And now they have we, compassion yeah, for the Sue, people that spoke to them. Okay, Sue, at yeah. this point we have enough information to get it out there in, 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 yeah. in pretty realistic terms. We, do we, we, we can't. Yeah go off into 50 years from now because they're not going to listen. We need okay, help. Okay. We may not be here in 50 years. Uh, well, okay. We're Fine. not going to be alive in 50 years. Uh-huh. We're not going to be alive in I 50 years. We don't, well, okay, we don't have a ton so, of time. But we will make a better world. We need, well, what, okay, so I, what are we going to do? I want to fight to get this is another aspect. I want the world Okay. Hold on. I don't usually talk. I just want to say this one more thing. Yeah. Uh, but but we went to uh, give uh, what we think is a perp, 
And his mother lives across the street, and it seems like he's got a couple brothers that moved into an RV on his property. It seems like it. we don't remember it being there before, or sons. And uh, so he kind of like more or less uh, owns a lot in the area. And um, so we went over and we were talking to him, and uh, he just said, that you brought this to my area? And he just freaked out. He said, I don't want any part of it. I, no, I don't want any part of it. Okay, well, that, and that's the same thing my fair-weathered friend said. You know, I don't want you bringing that to Port Arthur. Don't move here if you're going to bring that here. And, you know, I really don't blame them. I mean, what can you say? What can you say? Oh, join join this hellish misery with me? I don't, it's, okay. It's, 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 and how are we going to get it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's just it. You know, we're we're lone rangers. That's that's just the way it is. Well, like, well, they're they're like they could Go be ahead, the technology. Yeah. <laughs> Terry's trying to say something. Go, Terry. Go. I'm just trying to tell you guys that we've got to speak out. We've got to be bold, and we can't tiptoe around no more. Now's the time we got to take advantage of, guys. I mean, those people tell you not to bring it there, tell them that it's everywhere already and to help fight it so we can stop it. The more people we get involved, the shorter our fight will be. I spent a whole day going around the police stations, and I did not get any hassle or anything. They stood there listened to me, went over my paperwork, went over the information with me, and... Uh, it really was a great day. Today I went out and handed stuff out again today. Okay, but what I want to, okay, but, and, yes, but what I also want to say with that is if we present logical information today, the first time we say to people they can see through our eyes, we're going to lose them. We're just going to lose them. We need to keep this right here and now. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, for any of you guys out there that are worried about getting the, the word out, I really suggest you go to my website, look at my flyers, and see what they say. It's very mainstream. Yeah, uh, it's the real. Latest, the latest yeah. flyer has a lot of stuff that they can go look up, names they can go look up and stuff. And uh, I'm also compiling testimonies that are going to be from people who are like ex-naval officers, ex-detectives, police officers. I'm going to put together a whole page and then, and make it into a PDF, too, so you guys can download it and say, hey, look at this. Look at all these testimonies from people that were in law enforcement and stuff. I mean, we have all the stuff out there to get out. We just really, what we got to do is get out and do it. You know, it's like, if you guys heard me chime in at the last minute there with Brian, the public awareness is, is something that really has not been pushed. I mean, you have people here handing out flyers, people there. But imagine what would happen if we had somebody in each city doing this. That would bring public awareness up a lot quicker. And I understand there's people out there that kind of aren't sure about this, but, you know, I hear that, and this is just something I heard secondhand, is that like the, the Bill Binney, the survey, that it's really low. And there's a lot of people I know that I've talked to directly, they don't want to take it. If we don't step up to the plate and put these databases together and get out here and do this groundwork, 
it's kind of like we're accepting it. And I hate to see any of us do that because two years from now, I want to call everybody up on the phone and say, hey, isn't it nice to be free of this program? Let's go meet at the park. Or how was your day? You know, and not hear anything about targeting. But we've got a lot of work together. But it's only going to happen if we all work together and as many of us get out there that we can. And it's really important, guys. I mean, even if we're going to do it for ourselves, but realistically, we're going to change the world. Because if we don't stop this, it is going to be out there everywhere, and it's just going to keep growing. Every day they're going to induct more people into this program. That means you guys as kids and grandkids and everybody else could wind up suffering from this someday. I don't want to see that. I mean, why shouldn't my family suffer? Why should <laughs> I agree? Why should <laughs> why should why should I be tortured and and the rest of the world and this? I mean, it's already out there. There's, There's, if it can, if it can be used on me, it can be used on anybody. So, I I wish Weeby and Benny and Karen Stewart and all these Duncan who know about these programs were having media come out in the media and um, start talking about it. That they, that there are people in these programs. I mean, we don't we don't need another we don't need a, sur- a data survey. That's how people make money off this program. Well, we need to get information out here. Well, let me ask you this: You say we don't need a data survey, okay? But I can tell you from talking to authorities here in Oregon, they said if we can't put data together that shows how many with the volume of this crime and how many people out there and stuff. It's not going to help our fight if we stay silent. We have to show them the amount of people. I've been telling people for a long time that I estimated that there, I say a million, but what I really set down in mathematics, it came out to 1.2 million people in the U.S. alone. That was just from data that I could collect, numbers that were announced in cities and stuff. So I'm sure that's low. I, I'm sure there's many victims that have not come forward. So 1.2 is a very low estimated number. If we don't go forward and do these surveys and collect data and compile this stuff so we can fight back, it's just, I mean, we're in a war, guys. It's just like the civil rights movement and stuff. They had to collect data. They had to find out who was against them. They had to bring it to light, what was really going on, all the hidden crimes, the hangings, the punishments, the backroom, you know, stuffing them away in restaurants and stuff and making them eat and treating them like crap on a daily basis. All this stuff is happening to us. If we don't fight back, nobody else is going to do it for us. And we can't wait for some magical thing to happen. It's just not going to happen. That's why I push what I've been doing so hard. I have a question for you, Terry. You live in a big place, and and so you, you don't stick out like living in a really tiny place. And, like, I, I saw the uh, way the one neighbor responded, and, and he looks like he really could be guilty. But I don't know that. So in this small place, we, keep, we shared with the police. That was cool. Uh, so we start sharing with people in the little town, and they don't know us from anybody. And what if their reaction is like this guy? They're going to stone us out of town. Well, the thing is, is that not everybody's reaction is going to be the same. And if you don't try, you won't know. Well, there's something else. That's another reason why we have to keep this real straightforward, factual, simple. There's enough 
here to support our contentions already. We don't need to make it into something that everybody's going to die 20 years from now. So, get you know, we've already got information. We've got, you know, Ted Gunderson's. We've got the former head of the FBI confirming that there is tremendous amount of stalking in this country. You know, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That tells them, and that's the precursor to the rest of what we get. They beat us down by stocking first. Um, that matters. That, that's not, well, people can't get that scared of that, but that's a piece of information that is huge for us. Why are we not using that more? You know what Brian said? One thing I disagreed with was he said um, he alluded huh. that to the fact that um, – People don't know about it, but in my situation on the East Coast, I mean, the number of people, it's being done in public, the stalking and the harassment, which is one stalking, a stalking, there are stalking laws, so there shouldn't be, unless in my situation, so it's interesting, he said not many people know about it, and that's what's happening to me. This guy tonight? Yeah, he said, he kind of said, if you look around, you can't tell that it's going on. But I'm just saying it's what is happening to me is and it's interesting. I, I'm interested what other people think. But he he mentioned Amazon is involved in his court case, which now Amazon competes with Walmart. Now in my situation, Walmart th- there are um, where I'm located. and I'm not saying every state. The stalking things are happening on places at Walmart where they have security systems, so they're. Yeah, this is true. But if you were not stalked yourself, would you notice it? Would you no. notice this stuff? No, 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 no. Exactly. Then a lot of people don't know. People who but are the, not but stalked. But the stores do. Like, I mean, can, like, I, can I share something about what you're well, saying right now? Go ahead. I'm just putting ice in the puppy's water. Go ahead. So, okay, let me give you some for instance. Like today I went to the park, right? I talked to some kids basically they're 18 through 20 probably they were already very aware of things going on and aware of this crime they told me today that they passed my flyers around in the school that's the type of response you can get and let me tell you about something else that will happen as you pass out flyers people around me now notice odd things that go on only when I'm around which teaches them how big this crime really is. It's like they do the skits and what little things, even things I don't notice because I've taught myself to ignore it. They're like, wow, that, this only happens when you're around. When you start passing out fires and you educate the public around you and people start leaving you, like I wear my T-shirt every day, I go around, people say hi, they see me many times. Store owners see me, say hi, they ask how the fight's going, you know, and stuff. You'll, you'll figure out who, the people that aren't with you will kind of just ignore you as you go around. But the people who understand that there's a crime and stuff, they're going to kind of have your back. They're going to start watching around when you're around different things that are going on because you educate them. They'll ask you more questions over time. They'll start saying hi to you when they see you and treat you in a whole different light, you know. And you'll, and one thing that will go away is that suspicion of everybody will go away. And you'll feel empowered. Ask anybody that's out handing out flyers right now that's done it. You will feel empowered. You feel like you're taking your life back. Sue from Florida was just telling me today that she sat down and talked to the manager at Parks and Recreations about this. 
And he said he'd go talk to his supervisor. So he didn't shut her down. He says, I'll go talk to my supervisors. It really is easier than you guys think. And sure, there's going to be a little bit of risk of people saying, no, I don't want it. If you guys listen when I'm out, it's probably less than 5% overall people that won't even take a flyer. And a lot of them, some of them even come back around after you talk to them for a little bit and ask for a flyer again. But my point is, is if we do nothing, then we're going to stick in this perpetual loop and we're not going to win this war. But I am going to get out there every minute that I can after I do all my computer stuff and all the Facebook and everything I do. I spend all the rest of my time out there when I'm not at the church passing out flyers and going around almost every single day. And I know I'm more dedicated than a lot of people will ever be, but this is what I know it's going to take for us to do it. And if we do this, I promise you, you will see the time shorten and shorten and newer and newer things. And if you notice that every whistleblower says that there's other people that want to come forward, that Brian guy said tonight, other people want to go forward. Well, the key to getting other people to come forward is to have more of the public know what's going on so they will feel that they're being backed so that they're not the lone people out there. And the only way that we can change that, just like authorities said here in Oregon, if we get the numbers up, then the people that know about this crime can start coming forward to help us. But there's a, there's a work that we have to do from the ground floor up. It's like climbing a mountain, you know. You don't start halfway up the mountain and jump over the top. You have to start at the bottom and do your groundwork and as you climb the mountain, sure, you're going to get a little tired. You're going to have a little setbacks, and you might slip backwards a step or two, and then you just got to get up and keep going. But we can win this war, guys. We really can. All we need to do is have the confidence in ourselves to do so. Okay. I saw, I saw today that the, um, there was a settlement in the, um, the ACLU um, National that sued the two psych- psychologists who did the torture program. Oh, there was a settlement? There was a settlement what, in that? that they settled before trial. That's what I saw today. So you can Google it. It says democracy democracynow.org. But said wow. that they, they wow. settled before trial. And those and so those psychologists who developed the program, I mean, it's I think it's money. I'm not sure if they're going to be charged oh, sure. criminally. It's money, but at least it's a torture program. But I don't know if anyone else can Google it because I just have my internet on my cell. That is so interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what if um, um, I would assume ACLU had to file or had to agree to a a non-disclosure agreement to settle. I don't know for sure, but that's really interesting. I wonder if they're going to put anything online that gives us um, any facts about how they're doing that. Okay, I want to want you to tell me again. I want to look this up. Uh, it's it just I got it from democracynow.org, that big organization that I think mm-hmm. um, those ice cream guys belong in. You know, democracynow.org or dot com. But um, all right, I got it. So it says, according to on my cell phone, who knows? But that's um, they they settled before trial, so there was obviously an incentive. So the, an offer was made before trial. So it's not going to trial. Would there have been a gag order? I, I don't um, know. Yeah, you, oftentimes a settlement a settlement is the way you get a gag order. Is one side agrees to pay this if you won't say that? You know, they kind of compromise mm-hmm. and settle before trial. I can see now a trial of 
Joanne. Boy, I'll tell you, if they will give, if they will, psychology, she tortured. Cell Radio also did a report on it, and what I liked was the very last statement was that the importance of this is that the government can be, it can be held accountable. Agencies exactly. can be held accountable. So mm-hmm. that was encouraging as well. And Terry, yeah, I have I, I I left you a message about a month ago. I wanted Ted Gunderson's affidavit and one of your flyers. I can make hundreds after I get one flyer, but I haven't seen it yet. So you know, I'm not <laughs> it's going to make it. Well, it's on his website. Yeah, you can go to the website and download them, or you can uh, send okay. me a new text and I'll get back. I actually sent out many packages this week to people, so either I missed yours or... For a okay. while, what I did is I went through my emails and I put them into folders, and I shouldn't have done that because I should have just read through every one of them, and I thought I'd go back to each folder and do it, but that really wasn't a good way. I needed to go through and read each one and then put it into a folder, so that was my bad. Okay, thank you. I don't, I don't, I don't get to the library at all anymore for that. Yeah. Uh, well, also, I did a retype for those of you who don't want to spend a lot of paper on Ted Gunderson's. It's a retype. It, it's a front and back page. It's uh-huh. got all the key things that are in bold print typed into it. You have oh. Ted Gunderson's affidavit, and then it gives them a link to go look at the Freedom of Information Act photocopy. Okay. Terrific. Thank you. Yeah. And also that um, the laws that preclude the, the uh, Title 18 to, I think it's something against rights, um, it's just a really straight on, right on law that's been in effect for many years and they're totally ignoring, but they need to pay attention, you know. Judge clears way. Now it says judge cleared way for trial against military. After Duo created CIA, well, I will look this up and I'll have it next Friday for us. We can mull this one over. Um, very cool. Thank you. I'll bookmark this and take a look at it. It's too lengthy to look at right now, but if they, if they absolutely came up with some direct links to torture being, you know, a crime, which we know everybody knows is, and they dance around in the military but they don't get to dance around it with us, and they shouldn't dance around it with the military. They can't torture people. Um, but um, anyway, I believe, if we got any direct links from this, this is going to be great. And by the way, I talked to Kathy Meadows today, and she's going to be on my show pretty soon, my call pretty soon, to talk about the fact that she does testify in court. She will. She will absolutely help out and let us know that we're write letters about our sanity so that we don't have to worry about people picking us up and taking us and saying she's crazy. Just get your letter from Kathy and you're home free, I think. I think. I, I trust her tremendously. And she's also developing a program of of uh, scanning people for implants. Um, I, haven't, I have not gone to her myself. I can't verify anything, but I... But Kathy's very reliable. She's been around um, these groups for years. She's a part. She's a major part of ICAAAC or something like that. Whatever that group is, International um, Group for TIs. Um, Anyway, I just wanted to let you know we got some good information coming. This lady is right out there, right in there, and she will help us. 
I talked to her today, and she will be on the call soon. Anyway, I just want to let you guys know, and the fact that we're looking at psychologists is what reminded me of that. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, you guys. No, that was good information, Linda. Thanks. Hey, yeah, guys, I'd like to mention, too, that under the stalking laws, I believe Linda brought this up from one of her previous calls, but stalking laws also include harassment and rumors. Yes. So it's it's very important that you guys document, you know, if you take pictures of these people, because it's the numbers that show. The odds are, you know, they say the odds are when you go to the store, you won't see your neighbor if you guys leave at the same time and go to the same sort of shop that you won't see them inside the store. So if you think about somebody that you see multiple times in multiple places throughout the day, keep your journals, write it down. If you got a camera, keep pictures and stuff that you can prove harassment. They arrested a guy in Canada for that very same thing, documenting that he was in multiple places and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was a lady named Jeanette that did it. I met if her. She was a very nice you, lady. If they follow you twice, all you need is twice. Some people say three. But if if you see them following you twice, get a picture of them. Just start taking pictures. Keep a camera with you. Take those pictures, and you can have the information on you right here and now. That's what I'm talking. That's what I think is so important for us is to prove what's going on right now. Um, you know, we can, we need to stop them. Well, we need to stop them from breaking into our homes because that's part of stalking. Um, of, you know, the gossiping, the following, all of it. It's it's intended to bring you down. It's intended to break us, and we can't let it. So we need to do- document it. We need to get pictures of it. We need to fight them on their own level. You know? Yes, and something else too. Keep this in mind, guys. If you live close to the state line. And some of your stalkers could be coming over the state line. That turns it into a federal case yes. of stalking. So if you see people... About, go ahead, well, you're not talking about coming up from Mexico or in from some foreign country. You're just talking about from California to Arizona. Yeah? That's right. Just crossing yeah. the state line. And believe me, I know for a fact that they have people come from another... I live close to Washington... I already heard one of them talking about they drove over for Washington, you know, months ago in my, during my stocking. They were over here. And so keep those license plates. Take pictures of them. If, they, if you live close to the border and they're coming across the state line or recruited to stalk you, that is a, make, turns it into a federal crime. And I guarantee you, my mom watched me one time when we were in the store. I started taking pictures of people. You should have seen the people leaving the store right and left. They don't want their pictures taken. These guys, they want you to notice them, but they do not want you to document them. Oh, one other thing I'd like to mention. I've seen license plates around me from Virginia, Delaware, um, Oregon, Washington, all over the country, in every state I went to. And it's already a federal crime. That's, um, I I don't know how we... You know, they prove it themselves. Well, just keep in mind, journals are admissible in uh, in the court of law. Something else I wanted to mention for you guys who are curious, uh, I just talked to Christine a little bit ago. She has pneumonia again, and she's really not doing very well at all. And she refuses to go to the hospital. So for those of you that pray, please keep her in your prayers. Who is this? I did, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know who she is either. 
Who is she? I, I've never heard of her. Chris, her name is Christina, and she's in Costa oh, Mesa in a care center. And she's heavily targeted. And uh, she told me a couple of days ago that they diagnosed her with pneumonia again, and she's tried to take her medications, and she's been throwing up a lot and whatnot. So uh, she's oh. really not doing very well at all. And uh, I've the, over the last two days, it sounds like she's just getting worse and worse. So. Oh no. By yeah, the way, I she, talked I talked to Kathy about that situation today, Terry, and yeah. she was she was shocked. And I'll t- I'll talk to you more about it later on when I I'll call you. But she said okay. I would never never. She asks a lot of very pointed questions to try to get the picture, and I think maybe. Maybe that came across as her being critical, but Kathy's kind of not that way. Kathy, yeah. just, she's very thorough. She asks a lot of questions, and maybe she sounded like she wasn't, wasn't believing her, but that's not Kathy. You know, she was shocked. She said, she, she yeah. went, oh, you're kidding, you know? And she said, I would never, ever say that, you know? So Christ, it sounds like they just didn't get along, but she she would, she... She just, Kathy wouldn't do that. She would not do that. I know her, she wouldn't do that. So I think maybe it just, it was a miscommunication, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened. You know? I don't know who Kathy is. Kathy? Kathy Kathy Meadows? Meadows. Oh, Kathy Meadows. Oh, that Kathy. Okay, yeah. Um, No, I never spoke to her, so I don't know. Um, She's on the money. We got Everybody, you know, if you if you know Christina, give her a call, put her in your prayers. She has been a longtime GI. She's done everything possible. She's done everything. She's been mm-hmm. the person who wrote articles and did research and did legal work. And she built a safe room for her and her animals out of metal, sheet metal. Um, she, you know, she was on the tech technology calls with Neil. She uh, was on the late night calls. Um, she did just about everything. She, did. she took care of her mother for a long time. Um, and uh, now it's like it's four months in a hospital. Four straight months. Yes, yeah, she's, she's having a really hard time. When I talked to her just a little while ago, you, I could hardly understand what she was saying. She's breathing really hard, and so it's hard to understand what she's saying. And having pneumonia is not not a good situation for her. No, no. Her immune system is probably compromised there. Yeah. And and she was telling me yesterday that um, uh, they don't have the air conditioning on continually in her room. It's on and off, and... uh, I said, how does that happen? She says they put something in front of the uh, the outlets, you know, the the air ducts. And, uh, she, you know, she says if she went to another place, um, it may be worse, which I understand. It's not too hard to to get that, that, you know, you don't know. It's precarious. It's very precarious. It's uncertain. You don't know if it's going to be better or if it's going to be even worse in another place. You know, so that's what she was sharing uh, with me, and uh, I guess she started to kind of 
uh, feel worse towards the end of the day after I spoke to her because she didn't sound, I can't say she sounded really in, in a really, really dire straight way when I was speaking to her yesterday. So I must have missed it. I must have missed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, yeah, she's in a really, really awful place. Really, uh, you know, uh, you know, the only, only thing to do is prayer, because prayer does work. When prayer is, uh, you know, it's done collectively, it really works. There's been people who've been in car accidents, and people have prayed for them, strangers, just driving by, passerbys. And uh, and they pray, and uh, and the result was the person uh, came away okay. The first person didn't have such a bad fatal accident because of all the prayer. So prayer does definitely work, you know. Yes, I really believe in it. I really, really believe in it. Faithfully about prayer and any kind of prayer. It doesn't have you know it doesn't have to be any particular prayer. Whatever kind of prayer floats your boat, you know. As long as your as long as your intention is for her to uh be be better, get better, uh, be safe, be protected, to have better luck, have better outcomes, then it doesn't matter what kind of Christian prayer, uh Buddhist prayer, doesn't really matter what kind of prayer it is. Hey Linda. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Can I um, can I read the last two lines of this court case? Um, if I put it on intercom, see if you can hear it. I think it's important for people to hear it about the court cases, the the torture program in the United States. Sure. Yeah, if you have right. to put it on a loudspeaker, you can just read it right there. People can hear it. Everybody can well, hear you right now on this. I don't think I can. Well, I don't think I can see the, see it at the same time. So I'll try it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, I mean, I have to, um, I have to go to the website, and I think. All right, see if you can hear me. Okay, hold on. Okay. Okay, can you hear me? Uh huh. Okay. The undisclosed settlement was reached just before the case went to trial. ACL attorney. Dora Layden said, this outcome shows that there are consequences for torture and that survivors can and will hold those responsible for torture accountable. The psychologists James Mitchell and Bruce Jessen were sued by the ACL. Um, So basically, a settlement has been reached in a landmark torture lawsuit against two psychologists who helped devise the Bush administration's interrogation program. And it goes on to say, uh, two former CIA prisoners who were tortured in the family of the man who died mm-hmm. after being tortured in the secret CIA prison. The undisclosed settlement was reached just before trial. Yeah. That's it. Very good. That's pretty exciting. You know, it's a precedent for setting for holding anybody who tortures people accountable. And it's a U.S. case. It's a U.S. Even though it was filed by Iraqis, who they it was a United States case. That means it's our. It sets a precedence for us too. I think that's huge. Of course, the problem is it was settled, but still, still, Mm -hmm. it sends a loud message. 
I mean, that's the first time. That's the first time a, a torture. Well, that's the first time this has happened. They, well, they well, the courts. I think it was. The, I don't know where the Ninth Circuit Court is, but wherever it is. Wants to say hi, guys. Say hi, Christina. Hi. Hello. Hi, Christina. Christina. Hi, Christina. Hi. How I'm are you? For you? Thank you. I appreciate it. Hi, Christina. Hey. Hi. Hi. I don't know. How are you? How are you? No. no, not very well. Not too good. Mm-hmm. Sorry. 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 I'm kidding. Are, are you getting antibiotics for your for your um, pneumonia? I hope. It's kind of a long story. Does that mean no? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I can't really say because I'm vomiting. Oh. I'm vomiting so much. Yeah. And my character had today had, um, we have to deal with the vomiting on Monday and the pain. I'm in a lot of pain. And um, I'm in a lot of pain and I don't know what else to say. But, um, I can't take this much medicine, but the cancer medicine and the uh, antibiotics and everything else, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I just can't deal with it right now. I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. That's all I can say. This pain is incredible, incredible. So, and there's no food that you can keep down because of that? No, no I vomited last night hugely and tonight again. So um, that's the way it is. And they're so busy here <clears throat> and understaffed that um, I don't know what to say. I don't know. And the last thing I needed was pneumonia. Yeah. You were you were having a little trouble. You were feeling a little weak before pneumonia. This can't be good. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just, uh, it's horrible. It's, I don't know what, I don't know what else to say. I said that this is really, Really, really um, horrible. Yeah. Yeah, honey. There's no easy answer. No, but no, but I think they could take a little better care of you and make your life a little, a little, you know. They could help you handle this a little better over around there. You know, I'm a a TI. You Mm -hmm. can't forget. And um, I'm a CI. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, most serious 
bone injuries. I had skin injuries. My dad, Connie, is in the hospital. Yeah. I don't think we quite got that. You've been injured more since you've been in the hospital? I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that well. Yes, 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 that's true. I got to go. So anyway, um, that's the story. I've gotten my biggest injuries in the hospitals. Yeah. Six months to get over one trip to the hospital. You've been in there for six months? No, I say it takes it takes one month. What she said was it's been taking her all this time to get over one trip to the hospital with the injuries that they caused her since she's been there. She doesn't have her shielding. She doesn't have, you know, all the things she was using to protect herself before. So she's like, oh, no. This kind of weaponry is so serious that it wouldn't matter. There's no what there's no there's nothing protects you against us. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm so sorry. I said I wouldn't get out of here. I said I wouldn't get out of here alive. Oh honey. Yeah. I just don't understand why it's taking so long to run. Why it's taking so long? Yeah, I've got to I've got to go now. Somebody okay. just came in. Bye bye. Bless you, honey. I hope you take care. Take care, honey. God bless you. And uh, uh, shouldn't she be given morphine? I don't know. She's got she's I... got cancer. She's got uh, at least two broken bones that I know of. She's in a wheelchair. Well, I'm sure. You know. Well, we can't prescribe. I I hear you, and, you know, I hear Terry talking to her, and he also, uh, you know, is um, very protective of her, and why aren't they doing this, and why aren't, you know. um, And I know Arlene went down there, and she was kind of there and, and, you know, staying on top of the people that were, people are really trying to help her. I don't, you know, I don't know. I can't, I. She's on a bunch of pills. She's on morphine. Um, and she's on uh, different narcotics, uh, mainly uh, codeine derivatives. And uh, she's taking uh, 
medicines for stomach. And she's just having a hard time. And if you didn't get the gist of it, what she was trying to tell you guys is she wants to know why it's taking so long for her to die. She oh. really has pretty much given up. Oh. It's very sad. Um, I won't go into details, but I can tell you I've got some heartbreaking phone calls from her in the middle of the night sometimes and whatnot. And I think she can use everybody's support that can possibly give it to her, you know, if you have her cell phone, text her, you know, if you don't want to talk to her, and yeah. maybe people can get her address, and people can write her letters, and, you know, and stuff, uh, it takes about two days or three days, depending on where you're at, to get something mailed to her, I, I'm sure whatever support we can give her would really, really help her out. Yeah, everything to cheer her up that you can, yeah. Great. <laughs> Bless her I, I can tell is you she that. Getting, is she staying hydrated? If they, you know, are they pumping liquids into her? I don't. I don't think she has an IV up to her. I, I tried to urge her to tell them to take her to the hospital tonight, and she won't do it. I think part of that has to do with giving up. I can tell you that she's been vo- telling me she's been vomiting a lot the last few days, and she hasn't been able to keep her medicines down and. Why not? Uh, I imagine the pain medicine that she's being given is all in pill form from what I've overheard from when them coming in her room and stuff. So, but I think what we should do is uh, anybody that can lend support, uh, I'll see if I can get the ad, the address and stuff for Victoria and get it posted on my website in the forums for everybody to go look at and retrieve. And uh, I have a direct line number to her room, too. Well, for anybody. permission for about posting that online, because that might be a privacy issue. Well, sure I, I, I meant just to write, her, you know, to write her a letter. I don't think she would mind that. No, but posting her address when she's not able to protect herself, what I'm saying is maybe if somebody can ask for your, her address, I I mean, I'll give her address too if somebody wants it from me, but I'm posting it on a website. I don't know if it's a good idea. You have to get her permission on that. Okay. No, I can. Everybody knows she's in Victoria Care Center, so. But I'll, I'll ask her. Yeah. But she's also given out her, her phone number, you know, on the call, which is. Yes, but that's not the same. I mean, yeah. Well, she can do it, but I don't think Terry's comfortable doing it because she hasn't yeah. said go ahead. You know. Right. It's a it's a privacy thing, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you guys, if you, she's in Victoria Care Center in Costa Mesa, you know, right. I'll ask her tomorrow what she wants. I just think if everybody wrote her a letter, that would be nice. She has an email, but I don't think it's working right. No, I don't think she gets her emails. Um, yeah, and also, if anybody has my number, you can ask me. I'll give you. I'll give you her phone number if you want. To. Yeah. Do you have her direct line, Sue? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've spoken to her a bunch of times. Yeah. Well, I, I thought I got a. There's direct lines about the best way to call. Sometimes they won't patch people through from the desk. I'm not sure why that started. It that started about a week ago. 
Oh, you mean to the room? No, I don't even have the room number. I just have a cell. Oh, you don't? Okay. Uh, the, yeah, room, there's a... the room landline, I don't have that one. But, uh, yeah. I've, I've talked to her a bunch of times on the cell. Yeah. But it, for any of you guys that have her cell out there, maybe just text her. I wish you well and stuff. Uh, yeah. She really is a great lady. I've got to know her pretty well over the last few months, talking to her, and I've got to hear a great deal of her life story. And she really is a wonderful lady. It's just, it's sad to see her in the the predicament that she's in. Yeah. But I'm glad okay. she got to talk for a minute or two. Yeah. Good that you got. Did you? What did you do? Uh, Three-way call for her. How did you get her on there? Yeah, that's how I normally get her on the calls. Is that she called? Uh, she's been texting me off and on all night and talking, just little points here and there. And she just happened to call, so I said, "Do you want to talk to everybody for a minute?" So. Mhm. Yeah, and yeah. I was thinking. Oh, okay. I was thinking of calling her tonight, but then we got into this conversation, and lo and behold, there she is. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm I'm I try to get her. I try to encourage her to try to get on the calls. Some nights she won't, but she always feels a little better after she gets to talk to people for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. She's a very spiritual woman too. She's getting really close to God and through all this. Well, I I can tell you guys we've had some great. I mean, great couple hour conversations about Bible and verses and yeah. we often give each other scriptures to go look up and yeah she's very spiritual lady yeah okay I want to I want to comment that Ken's call is going to be tonight after this call you guys and I want you to have his number I'm sure make sure uh, well tell me if I'm wrong Ken I'm quite sure it's one four two two nine eight just a minute let me see is that it is that it, yeah. you guys? Yes, yeah. Oh, is this when it is ending? Okay, we still have some time, right? Uh, a little bit. I'm just somebody's asking, or they're asking. Karen's asking about Alice. Um, and I have not talked to Alice. I I used to just have her phone on my on my um caller ID. And I ha- she hasn't called me for a long time, so I don't have it. Um, one four two two nine eight. Yeah. Um, so no, but uh, well, Derek will have her information. I, you know, I did hear her on Derek's pro on Derek's call about maybe two weeks ago. <laughs> she was telling someone to shut up, so I'm sure she's fine. <laughs> she's strong enough to do that, so Yeah, she's okay. She's good old Alice. Okay. She's a fighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody said that that they took her for somebody took her for a welfare call or maybe somebody took I don't know. I don't know. Somebody mentioned that something had happened. How how helpful was that? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know her number. You, you can call Terry, uh, Karen. I don't know Christina's number. Okay. Um, um, but Terry's got 
Terry talks to her a lot. And Terry, Terry, you've got your number on your on your website, right? Terry, is Terry still here? Where did Terry go? Anyway, apparently Terry. So you can get it there. Okay. Yeah, well, and Terry has a call tomorrow night, so if you need to talk to him. Right. Has, and Terry. Right? It's on his um his stop gang stalking crimes dot com, I think, or dot net. One or the other. Stop gang stalking crimes dot com. Or dot net. Which is it? Sumaya, is it dot net? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. I think it's just, as always, one word, stop gang stalking crimes. Yeah. That should take you right yeah. there. Yeah. Did you hear that, Karen? Are you on the phone? Okay, just a minute. Okay. You know what's so? You know what's hard for me, Linda, is I wish I could save everybody. Uh huh. I mean, it's just so. Uh, you know, to protect somebody that weak and so. Uh, you know. Yeah, I know. I put my arms around them and save them. I know. The trick is for us not to feel guilty when we can't. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that, I mean, I know that they know that they made me feel so guilty about, about my dog, you know, I know, it, you know, I know that they were pushing that, pushing, mm-hmm. it just kills me. Um, yeah. you know, but where'd Terry uh, go? Well, anybody who wants to talk to Terry tomorrow, his call yeah. is at one four three. Nine four four. It's usually later at night. Yeah, one. One four three nine four four. And then, if you want Kyle's number, it's one four two three nine four. And now we've yeah, got you all. Yeah, you want We can give you. Yeah, we can give you cans again, and then. And if you and, want another number. Yeah, and we got mics. That's good. We have all kinds of numbers here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and on Ella's something, oh, on Ella's site, the one that she's got going on now, I can't remember the name of it, but it's good. Um, can't remember right now. But she's also got all every single conference call known to man on there. So we can yeah, always on find her it. mailing, right? Yeah. You know, on, that and on that site, you know that site? site? Uh-huh. Um, her site is a new one. Freedom for Individuals. Yeah. Freedom for targeted individuals. Yeah, something like that. That sounds right. She's got she's got a very good, nice, clear schedule. No confusion there. What happened to the other Friday night schedule? Somebody, some Beth from from Florida was going to start one. A technical call oh, I don't tonight. Know. I I haven't heard anything about it. Well, heard anything. And, um, um, you know, they come and go, as I said before. Mhm. Mm. Oh, oh. Take a lot of stamina and integrity to keep these things going, because you know you get hit hard and all that. I'm sorry. What, hun? What? 
I'm sorry, I'm just babbling. I'm a, kind of a mess. Babbling and running her mouth. Somebody's making noise. Even if the you said babbling and running your mouth? Oh, that was me? Is that no, what you said? somebody's making noise with their phone. That's oh. Yeah. I mean, I've been getting, some. somebody's been coming into the, oh, quit complaining, Linda, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I was going to bitch. No. <clears throat> no, what I was trying to say is it takes a lot of integrity and stamina to keep the call going for this long, for, you know, anybody like yourself who's kept the call going consistently for over a year has to be commended because it takes so much, you know, it takes a lot of effort, organization, and also you're being targeted. So Exactly. And I the mean, more you do. All of that and trying yeah. to keep it going. And then there's all the interference and the perks, you know, everything else. So, I mean, it really... And not everybody can handle that. Um, do you want, maybe you can call um, Karen and give her the phone number for how to get to hold of Christina. I, Karen, uh, Terry has his call tomorrow night, and he'll be there. I don't know where he went. Okay. But I can't do it tonight, and I can try to get it tomorrow. To eat. Terry's busy. I'll try to get it tomorrow, but um, but right now, um, I the best we can do is get it to you sometime tomorrow. I can't. I'm not going to leave the call to call him, but I'll give I give him your phone number if you'd like. Or by the way, Karen Karen Terry's on Facebook now, so you can send him a message on Facebook. I can send you a link to his page. Okay. No problem. Yeah, I don't know what to say about Frontier. Um, <clears throat> it certainly has nothing, no malice on it. There's no malware on there. Um, so, no, it's not org. No, there's no org there. It's not organization, it's just Or or get out of um I don't know. <laughs> I am completely brain dead tonight. Actually we were going to have Mike and I were gonna do a little a little duo <laughs> on um, you know. <sighs> Just a minute. So how are you, Sue? How was your move? Are you settled in? No, I, I wanted to know if you heard what I just said about keeping the calls going because then you got distracted by the chat room. No, I'm, I'm not, I didn't really want to talk about myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, no, Jack, you can't come in my lap. No. Jeez. Animals. Um, yeah, about the fact that it's hard, when, you, when, you, when, you have, when you're doing a call, it does take a lot of energy. Is that the, when yeah. you go that comment? Yeah, yeah, and that's why a lot of people don't hang in there very long. Really? Going. Yeah. A I mean, lot, a lot of people don't, Really? They oh, start yeah. They start moderating and then they drop it? Yeah, they'll do two or three and then they give up. Oh. Well, that's two or three nights, not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no. lot. 
And then well, you gotta build it up and you get like, you know, you get to the point where you got fifty, sixty, seventy people and you feel like you have to be there for them. Oh, no? uh, exactly. Exactly. Because I have threatened to quit, especially after I was getting hammered there for a while. And yeah. and I thought, you know, boy, this is it it's not good. It's depressing when people are mm-hmm. trying to, you know, <clears throat> <laughs> trying to take it down. And yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I just thought maybe um maybe it was time for me to go, but then I thought, nah, no. People come yeah, here. Push through it, push through. Exactly. When I talked to Kathy today, she's very good, you guys. When I talked to Kathy she, today, she said, Oh my god, you sound like a different woman. These talk shoes are you know, doing so, they're doing you a lot of good. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they do. They do do us a lot of good, I think. You know, and hopefully we're doing a lot of good for other people, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you're personally a lot stronger than you were before. I think. Well, am I? Yeah. I'm a lot testier. <laughs> I'm a lot, I seem to be a lot uh, less patient. I'm not sure I feel good about that. Oh, but. Well, you have to, you know, I, I, I understand, but, you know, your personality is stronger than it used to be, and you have to. I mean, we've got to be fighters. Oh, wow. Thank fighters. you for telling me that. And that's got to be in the long run, and hopefully we're all getting stronger, and we can all, you know, um, we can all just get stronger and move forward and keep on. That's why I find it so important to keep on the facts, you know just to keep things moving along. We've got so yeah. much information already. I just don't want to see us spinning out, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean by spinning out? You know what I mean, right? Gets off into stuff that we may oh, be yeah. able to I, I already saw where you were going with that. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. saw that. Uh-huh. Have, people, have people from these calls testified in court? Has uh, like gone. Yeah, what was the name of the lady in California had a court case last year, but she didn't win. Um, Oh. uh, Kate? No, not Kate. What was her name? No. Yeah, yeah, like Kate Ryan, Peter Rosenthal, Jay. I mean, all these people on the calls that I met, I mean, they said that the same thing is happening to them. So if I ever get to court, I'll be definitely on. I think her name is Kathleen Watterson. Yes. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And she's in the yeah. desert in, in SoCal. That's I right. think she's in um in uh, uh Joshua Tree. So she's in Southern Cal and yep. she went to she went to court but it didn't get it didn't work out for her. That's what I heard. No. I don't know the details. I think she's been to court a number of times over the yes. years. Oh. Yeah, I think she's supposed to learn. I think she's supposed to um, um, learn about. Um, I think she needs a little prep. Um, apparently, yeah, that's kind of why I didn't go. I apparently she didn't have the. I don't know. It was the judge wasn't. The judge was not appreciating appreciating her presentation. Is what I understand. And um, he was asking questions that uh, that she didn't have. I don't know. I don't mean. I'm not trying to put her down. I think she's you very energetic, there. and she 
she tries hard and she's upbeat and she's always out, you know. But I just think maybe um, a little more preparation would have been a good idea, you know. Mm-hmm. But who knows? More solid, more solid evidence because they can't make a yeah. case happen over your hearsay or your beliefs, you know. Exactly. You have to you show the evidence. Precisely, Sue. You can't go in and say, well, I believe this is true. I know he's doing it. Well, that doesn't cut it, you know. The court needs facts. They need to know exactly how you know that. Yeah. All sad. And now she lost her case. Yeah. Well, that's that's where you take that kind of stuff. You have to have it up front, you know, even if you collect it for five years before you get there. Mm-hmm. And it can take you five years. You know? Well, sometimes people have said that there's perps on these calls which are recorded, so um, why that can be used as far as stalking, I would think, and cyber stalking, cyber harassment over phone lines. Like if someone's, that's proof, like these calls are all recorded, right? Not all of them, but you're right. You could take sound bites from the audio file they're MP3 files, I believe, and you could probably use those as, uh, yeah, that's that's a good point right there. But then you have to prove that that person was actually directing it at you, and was there a threat involved, and um, or was it just some, you know, troll on the web who just happened to be there, you know? So you'd have to. They're going to ask questions like that. Uh, over in the audio file, like, well, how do you know this person, you know? I think you have to, um, I think you you probably have to prove some kind of motive, have some kind of motive. Yeah. But just like what you're saying, like, just like you started to say about, you know, what this person doing, you know? Um. I'm sorry, what? You have to have a motive? No, you have to be a motive, a motive of why someone is, uh, sounds like someone is uh, harassing you on the on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, what's the motive? Like, 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 why are they doing that? Like, do you know this person? Or, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not easy. You know, it's, it's, it's you know the 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 judicial system is really unfair, and um, it's mostly cut out. It's mostly uh, designed for for um, wealthy people. Wealthy people usually win in the courts. Murder, wealthy murderers like O.J. Simpson, he he got off. That's an example. The sound bite has to include. A direct name and a direct threat. So yeah. if somebody says, you know, because if they're just there going blah 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 and making noise, you can't use that. But if they mm-hmm. actually, you know, verbalize um, a threat and use your name, then it's probably mm-hmm. usable. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So it has to it has it has to be clear cut. Yeah, so so that's evidence right there. Yeah, so so the motive would be to harm you. If, if you someone's name, if you know someone's name, if, if they're if, if they're pointing, if they're, if they're directing it at you, and you have it all recorded, that that's definitely evidence. Yeah. Likewise, if you get a recording like that in your voicemail, you should 
probably save it. Yeah, yeah. I I had um, a very bizarre thing happen to me today. I uh, finally called, um, you know, the, my telecom provider and told him that my um, I was getting harassing texts from someone for months already. They told me I had to go to the website and and uh, and block it on there. They couldn't do anything on my phone because I have a a plain flip uh, basic phone, which really doesn't have a lot of functions on it. Just basically, you know, to text and I can make phone calls. I can't get on the internet with it. Um, and when I hung up after an hour on the phone, when I hung up, immediately my mother calls me, and her phone number was not on my ID. It said, um, um, no caller information. And as long as I have cell phones, the phone number of the person calling always appears. And that's how this has been for, for me with the, for, for Verizon for nine months. The phone number always appears. So I said to myself, well, interesting, you know, that my mother calls immediately after I hang up and she has no phone number showing. So anyway, um, the long and short of it is that they tell me my device is broken. That's my device. That's why I'm not getting phone numbers. So I think it was quite ludicrous that right after I hung up with Verizon rep, uh, my mother calls me, and, and I see it. I never had that problem before. So there was a new issue. And so right, so right away, you know, I, I said, well, this is probably the perps doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, because anything's possible with tech, with this technology, you know. So, um, so right now I'm not getting phone numbers, but um, uh, at some point when when I'm ready, I'll, I'll get another phone, and I'll, hopefully the phone numbers will, uh, will appear on the new phone. <laughs> so that's why I'm not in a hurry, because I don't know if it will appear on the new phone or not. And then they'll tell me that my my new device is broken. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just uh, having a sense of humor. <laughs> but um, well, phones yeah. can be used for spy. Phones can be used for um, cyber stalking. I'm I think I'm I'm not sure if that's exactly the word cyber, but it is if you have internet or you you can stalk someone over the phone. Like say, um someone, one of my parts got on the phone and said something that would mean something to me. That would be over the phone. Or or say, like, like say I closed the cupboard and then, like, Terry said, oh, I just heard someone close the cupboard. <laughs> like, and I'm in a different state. I don't know people. Then that could be considered, I guess, cyber harassment or cyber stalking, I think. And I think, right? I think that would be qualifying. Well, I think, I think, I think technically, when we say cyber, it, it relates to um, to the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't know the yeah, that. Sure. Yeah, actually, not- cyber. Yeah, cyber is cyber means internet. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but stalking can be over the phone. I know that over cell phones. What's that? Oh, yeah. absolutely. That's that's the biggest tool of of the perpetrators. It's the most um, easily accessible. Uh, yeah. Harassment harassment weapon is the phone because yeah. we all have phones and we're all on the phones, and it's really probably the most simple thing for the perps to do is harass you on the phone. I know that was one of the the, the top five 
best ways I started getting targeted was the, the phone. I think it was number two on, on the list of, of, of getting targeted at the beginning. Well, what, and what is it called? Is it called cyber stalking? I figured that I thought it was cyber stalking or cyber harassment over the cell, but it's the cell. Sure, that, it's that too. Sure. It, they call it cyber stalking, cyber hacking. They, call, they give it a bunch of names. I want to ask something, you guys. Um, is anybody getting phone calls from numbers that you call that, that no one's there when you answer, and then when you call back, it says it tells you that that phone number is disconnected or is not in service or doesn't exist, yeah. you know. Has yeah, that been happening like to that. anybody else a lot lately? Yeah. I, yeah I'm getting, um, like, two calls a day like oh, that. I'm, um, I'm, get, I'm getting harassed lately by texts. And um, and when I get, say, I I I I I remember not too long ago when I was getting a call and um, I see the phone I see the phone number, and I I miss it because I'm busy doing something and then um, there's no message, no voicemail. So I sometimes, not always, I call it back, yeah. and there's something like this number is not in service, something right. like that, something yeah. something where it's telling you you can't you can't get through. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, there's no phone. There's no. Yeah, phone. so it's yeah. definitely it's definitely harassment. Well, I got one from Washington D.C. today, and I thought, okay, aren't we yeah. getting just a little too going a little far with this? I just don't think that Washington D.C. is is calling and doing these things. Could be. I don't well, know. this thing called well, well, this thing called spoofing, you know, and that means that somehow there's some kind of spoofing application yeah. where where they conjure up numbers, the perps conjure yeah. up numbers, and they use those numbers to stalk you on the phone. Yeah. They could, any number. So you, so if you block it, it doesn't mean doodly because it's just a spoofed number. It's just a number used once. Yeah. So and, and then the next time the perps will use another number that they conjure up. So, so, so usually Whatever. it's a number which isn't in service, or someone's not home, or some something creative that the perps. I don't, want, I don't want to give it that much credit. It's just, it's just a way to. Uh, it's a, it's a game. It's another game that these juvenile, you know, adolescent, uh, you know, yeah. sophomoric, sophomoric uh, pieces of crap used to uh, <laughs> to harass us. I mean, you know. Yeah. So and, and and for some reason, it's still it's for some reason it, it annoys me to this day after so many years of this yeah. of getting the phone the phone stalking, it still bothers me. I I, I I actually feel annoyed. I feel annoyed, and I guess I guess that's okay to feel annoyed. Yeah. I mean, what am I supposed to feel indifferent to it that that that, I'm, that some some monster is is looking to harm me and in a psychological way? The intent well, is to harm harm you. Well, the intent is to is to annoy you. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's psychological, Linda, right? Annoyance is psychological abuse, right? Well, that's most of their game is psychological abuse. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think you know the psyops is that's how they get us. That's how they get us where we are, and then isolation. I mean, they they craft it well. They mm-hmm. you know get yeah. you into that. They'll use anything, anyone. Any relative, no matter how they need to do it, they'll do that. That's why we gotta fight it. Oh, let these idiots know we're going to. No. Yeah, and and then and then we have something to talk about on the phone calls. So it's, it's a, <laughs> yeah. sort of a twofold yeah, thing it's there. True. Uh-huh. It's, it's true. I mean, you know, yeah. I I don't want to talk about. 
They're helping our phone calls. Yeah. They're helping our phone calls survive. You know, bless their little hearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know what Derek said, Linda, when when um when people started coming to your call, you you actually officially opened your call, right? Derek mm-hmm. said, "Well, I was hoping that Linda would, you know, not open a call tonight, and she would do my call tomorrow night, meaning Saturday night." Oh no, 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 no! He and I talked about it. I said, "No problem. I will send people. I will open my call and send people to your call. I just wanted them. People will be coming to my call, so I want to let them know where they should go, you know, what they should do, and I will send them over to your call." That's yeah. what I did. I didn't. What was he hoping? Oh, he, he, said, he, said, he said he was hoping that um, you didn't officially open your call at around, I don't know, what time was it, around 9 o'clock, whatever it was, because he said he was going to ask you if you would do his call tomorrow night. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I opened it tonight because I told him I wouldn't. I didn't want people just hanging around, you know. Yeah. I, I just didn't want that. I didn't feel that would be very fair to them. You know? Yeah. So you know, I don't know I, if he, but he's not sure he's doing a call tomorrow night. Well, yeah, he, he, he said he's going to ask you, Linda. He said he's well, going to ask. I don't know what he meant. What he said something about that. He did. Well, I did hear. Oh, I did mm-hmm. overhear that. He said he was going to ask you to do a call tomorrow for him. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he mm-hmm. should have done it today because I'm not ready for doing a Oh damn it! I'm just. I'm trying to get Terry's phone number for um. For tomorrow night? Uh, no, but, oh, his, do you have Terry's, you got Terry's phone number. Yeah, Terry. Do you want Terry? Yeah, 2902. Two, 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 let, let me see. It's, um, let's see. His number is, uh, his number is, um, 503-388-2902. Yep, I got it. Karen, um, Terry's phone number is in the chat room. Is she still here? There you go. It's in the chat room, Karen. Hello? Oh, thanks. Thanks, Ken. Okay. That's a good thing. Well... That's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not doing your call. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, bless his little heart. No. No. And the, the thing is that, well, maybe we didn't understand each other. I don't know. But, um, you know, I just, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't even, I can't even, I don't even know how to get onto his website. And I don't want to learn. My brain is brain dead. I don't want to learn, so we're out of luck. Anyway, so there we are. It'll be fine. And how are you doing? But you know, the the call is going to shut down pretty soon, all by itself. I'm not just shutting the call off; it just will happen by itself. I just want you guys to to know. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay, eight eight seven four three zero nine. I don't know who that is. Is that is that his? Eight eight. No, I don't know who. Boy, am I baffled tonight. Sorry, you guys. 
think I was thrown off by that this was an unusual night and I wasn't really prepared. Well, actually, Mike and I did have something planned, but then it might, since I went, my call wasn't really going to be on, really, we didn't make a plan because you wanted people to hear Terry. I mean, to hear um, Derek. Do you guys ever meet, like, you've met people, like, in person, like Terry or Ella. Do you meet them, like, in person? How about nope. Skype? Nope. Like, so nope. you yeah you, you haven't, you don't know, that, like, these people face-to-face kind of thing? No. 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 I think, I, you know, it's interesting. Because when you get to know somebody, I've just... Met, I've met Terry. Yeah, I know. You, got, you guys are friends. Yeah, I met Terry. I, I met Terry. I met Ella because they live in the same state, and mm-hmm. and there's a Portland talking individual group that meets monthly, and so I, I met I met Terry at the group. He came to the group, and Ella, I spoke to him on the phone a day before for a, a monthly group, and then she came the next day to the group. I met her, and I see, then I handed out flyers uh, with her a few times, so I, I met her. You know, I got together with her a few times. I went to her house. I met her dog. She's a beautiful little uh, <laughs> uh, French bulldog. She has a French bulldog. It's really yeah. cute. French bulldog. Have you seen a picture of it, Linda? What? Have you seen a picture of her dog? Oh, oh yes, dog? I have. Yeah. Is that uh, Luda? Oh, I tried, I'm trying to unmute you, Luda. If that's, is that Luda? Thanks, Linda. Hey, Luda, how you doing? I always love to hear your voice. Well, I've been wandering around and thought I'd stop by for a few minutes. Sure How's are. my buddy Mike doing? Oh, he's doing okay. I talked okay. to him a lot on, on Facebook, but not much else. Um, we're putting together, we're trying to put together a, a call that will have a few segments to it, and part of it is going to be he and, and uh, Matthew. Um, talking about practical issues, mm-hmm. <laughs> what a concept! And um, I know maybe you could come on and share what you know about. You know a lot about supplements and how to stay healthy. You know. Yeah, that's kind of my specialty, but that's about yeah. thirty years into it, so I'm used to all that information. I just wondered. <laughs> he didn't mention anything about uh, when he's coming back home again, did he? I didn't know he wasn't home. Uh, back where he used to live. Oh, move back? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think pretty much as soon as possible. The, the stocking is worse there. Um, you know, Sophie doesn't really He's like it that much that there. mentioned that stuff is being stolen much more there. Yeah, and, it's just uh, bad. He, he went to such a small area. He went so isolated. I couldn't believe when he wrote to me. I said, because I know right where he went. And, yeah. uh I I was so shocked to go to such a tiny tiny town, and uh, he had it made up here because, you know, the, even though we're we're going through hell on earth, at least when there's a lot of you know houses around and people and I mean I'm only five, I'm not even five miles from him, so uh, yeah at least we got together once in a while but I kind of worried about him when he went way out there oh my goodness they really got a hold of him. Well, Are you talking well, about my? Are you talking about Mike Mason? Yeah. Yes. I th- I thought he was a New Yorker. No. He is. He, he is. moved to a different moved to a smaller town in New York, south near the Pennsylvania oh. border. But I, anyway, I, uh, he 
was all this, you know, your mind is taken over and you, you send things you can't even control and they get a hold of your mind. So mm-hmm. this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, you have to go back on waiting list to get back into government housing and all. It takes a while until you get enough uh, places where and, there's uh, space available. So yeah. back at my place, I, it takes about, I don't know, six months to a year to get into. Wow. And I, I live in a beautiful facility. And, um, oh, well, we'll see. I just worry about him there because it's really I worry about him, too. Yeah. yeah, I worry about him, too. Um, yeah. I want to... Oh, yeah, <laughs> you well, haven't lived so... Yeah, he, that's well, Sophie. It's so funny when we're at that. We're going to have to like yeah. Ontario one day. And Sophie is his uh, highlight of his life, let me tell you. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.